it's 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 all yours. All right. Um, I'm live on my side. Sure let me make sure the audio is all good. Uh, Mike, my producer, sitting here saying it's uh it's it's static on his end. But it, guys, if you're watching the comments, uh, is it all all good? Yeah, yeah. Okay, all good, all good. All right. Um, well, go ahead, take it away. Hi, everybody. Yeah, I'm Richard Hart. Yeah, Richard Hart. You guys, most of you guys know him, but if you don't, um, I met Richard. Uh, she said we we met uh, for the first time. I guess it was like uh, 2018, probably in Malta. Uh, we're we're at some, um, some garbage pitch, sales yeah. pitch thing, free dinner, yeah. but you have to listen to people's stupid sales pitches. You're like, I regret, yeah. regret being here. And not only, <clears throat> and not only, not only was I, not only was I, I, I uh, listened to some stupid sales pitch uh, there, but then, then you came up and asked me if you could pitch me your, uh, show me your your altcoin, mm. <laughs> and then uh, and then I got the spiel about hex and. Uh, and man, you know that this is when we got into uh, quite a good discussion about a lot of things, and realized because uh, I hadn't really tuned into your channel before. I had seen you on some other channels before, and um, always felt like whatever the debate was, you always had very valid, uh, valid arguments, you know. And and that's one of the things, uh, like you're well well educated, know your shit, and um, and a lot of people give you shit, but. Uh, but it's all good. It's all good because um, you could back it up. And I, I always encourage like a, a nice, healthy debate. But uh, but, you know, I, I also watched one of the things that um, I just discovered. I, I wanted to bring you here today because uh, I saw you and Ivan, um, you know, and you guys talked about an array of things. But uh, one of the things that really uh, caught my attention was was Pulse Chain. Right. Mm -hmm. and, and like and Hex, like I don't I don't even uh I'm not really sure. I haven't followed Hex very closely. You know, I have my own project, and uh, <clears throat> and so, but but I'm here because Pulse Chain is intriguing to me. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of, a lot of things that you were talking about with Ivan were the fact that we need scaling and on a base layer level one, and that's something I totally agree with. And so, can you just tell us? Like, uh, I'm curious to hear when you had the idea for Pulse, uh, how long you've been working on it, mm -hmm. and basically what is it? Sure, well, you know, I used to be a Bitcoin maximalist and talk about how crap Ethereum was back when Ethereum was crap. You know, they rolled the chain back and there was hacks every other day on it. And as time passed, it got better and better. And so all the stable coins are on it, five of the top 11 market cap cryptocurrencies primarily use it or launched on it. You can do <clears throat> all types of stuff on there that you can't do on Bitcoin. And I was like, all right, well, going to have to change my worldview. And, you know, I've been supporting Ethereum for a good while now. <clears throat> and I always told people when Hex launched, I was like, you know, if for some reason Ethereum ever starts to suck, we'll just fork it. Well, it started to suck. So we had to fork it. So, you know, yesterday for a moment in time or the day before, but I think it was yesterday, it was a hundred and... $20 to send an ERC-20. It was like, I think it was $70 to send an ERC-20 and 220 to do an, a Uniswap swap. That's it's unreasonable. It's not tenable. You can't work with that. And every time the network gets popular, someone launches some new stupid NFT thing, network <laughs> fills up. And so now because people want to play with pictures, crappy 16-bit digital art that's procedurally generated because they like that garbage, now no one can do their financial transactions. 
it's just terrible. So <clears throat> fees are too high, network's too popular, it fills up. So I said, all right, let's increase the throughput, decrease the latency. So three second blocks instead of 13 second blocks, there's four X throughput right there for free. And then you can do much larger gas um, limit. So, you know, instead of like a 12 million gas limit, you could have a 12, 120 million gas limit really. So you could, you could have 10 X the throughput that Ethereum has now. And we know this because there's other forks of Ethereum that have already done this. The difference is that they've got other problems of their own. So for instance, BSC is a fork of Ethereum, which has found success. Matic is a fork of Ethereum, which has found success. Matic has admin keys where they can steal everyone's money and leave it frozen forever with no time lock. Hold, hold on. The, the, okay. So let, let's, let's take this um, one step at a time. So, mm -hmm. uh, so pulse is going to be, it's going to be proof of stake or mm -hmm. proof of work. Proof of stake. Okay. And it's better, it's so, better than Ethereum's proof of stake in their V2, Ethereum two, Ethereum's 2.0 proof of stake requires that you have 32 ETH to play which means $64,000 more today. It's $2,300 ETH today. And you have to be a server admin to do it. So for, for 64,000 plus, probably 70,000 now, you can buy yourself a network admin, server admin job. And if your server goes down or Cosmic Ray flips a bit in your CPU, you lose money. That's not a good deal. So what do people do? They give their keys to someone else to do the mining for them. And those people lose the keys. And 100,000 Ethereum have already been lost that way. You're, it's just insane. So our, our staking design is superior. Our uh, tokenomics are superior. We burn 25% of the fees and we have zero inflation. Our uh, throughput is higher than Ethereum 1.0. So, probably probably so higher about, than Ethereum 2.0, but we'll see. <clears throat> what about, what about um, okay, so for, for those, all right. Uh, so there's probably a very mixed audience who are watching. And uh, so just, to, just for everybody to understand, uh, on proof of stake, it still it still uh, processes blocks just like in proof of work, mm -hmm. right? It's just they're they're they're, uh, they're secured differently than mining. So, um, so you still have block times, and I know that for Bitcoin, for example, the it, the, the algorithm wants the blocks to be every ten minutes, right? If it's if it's quicker than that, then the difficulty rate goes up, and vice versa. Um, and Ethereum right now it's about what fifteen second blocks right that's thirteen average that's we have thirteen average okay mm -hmm. and uh, those who okay we had we had this big big scaling debate with Bitcoin back in the day right the the uh, Segwit versus bigger blocks and uh, mm -hmm. and what's the argument against uh, why why not just make one second blocks or why would you, why, as you, why as you, you reduce, well, it just increases your, your orphan rate. So when you're, I mean, it's like uh, timing for an engine. If you set your timing too lean, you start getting detonation and pre-detonation in your cylinders and it blows apart your rods and your, your engine's done, your pistons melt. So in, in all things that are cyclical, they have a resonant frequency at which they operate well. And then outside of that frequency, you start to get failure modes. So in a blockchain, if the rate at which your blocks are occurring is faster than say the speed of light that it takes for that block to propagate around the world, then you will have a network that is permanently out of consensus because the other side of the world didn't have time to figure out what 
the other one did. And so you, there's a there's a minimum block time and minimum speed at which you can have consensus in a global network that's based on the size of the planet because of the speed of light. So if you decrease the blocks, as you increase, or rather you decrease the speed at which it takes to make a block and you just have more blocks, you get more disagreement. And then someone will say this was the state of the network and someone will say that was, and then one of them has to get chosen and the other one gets dropped off and doesn't get a reward, so he gets paid an uncle reward. And it's it just doesn't work. So you're better off increasing the gas limit. You're better off. So, I mean, we already know kind of which parameters are safe and useful because they've already been tested in on Matic and BSC and done a lot of volume. Here's a, like, so let me, it's important you understand the difference between these three networks. <clears throat> Matic can steal all your money whenever they want. And by steal, I mean, just freeze it forever. I'm not sure that they could actually like withdraw it, but they could just pause it forever. $8 billion there. That's disgusting. That's the opposite of what crypto was invented. Crypto was invented to remove middlemen. Maddox, a yeah, giant middleman. If anyone, if anyone had the, if anyone had the to play devil's advocate, uh, if Maddox stole someone's money, they would be shooting themselves in the foot, right? It's the same. It's the same reason. It's the same kind of argument that, uh, that I would tell people if they said, well, you know, China control used used to control over fifty one percent of the of the the, ha the hash rate on Bitcoin, so they could theoretically, you know, screw the network over. Um, but then you would be literally losing trust in the network and again that's where all the revenue comes there, from so you'd be committing financial suicide there's two problems with the argument one they could have a mistake regardless of how perfectly beautiful and altruistic they were because he could just lose his keys and and the bad guy a wrong guy could get his keys Two, mount gox all your stuff you just said applies to mount gox why would they screw their users why would they blow themselves in the foot and yet everyone lost all their money and the same thing applies to Quadriga CX and BTCE and Cryptopia. And I could go down the list that same like, oh, they wouldn't screw everyone because it would hurt their business. No, no. People get screwed all the time. Businesses get wrecked all the time. Crypto is full of flaws. Everything has problems in crypto except Hex. Mt. Gox, more recent. BitMEX founders, jail. <laughs> OKX founders, jail. Paused withdrawals for a month and a half. Uh, Ravencoin, 10% inflation bug. Mined it, dumped it on uh, market. XLM, inflation bug. Monero, inflation bug. And two days ago, it was discovered that if you sent your Monero within an hour of receiving it, it wasn't actually anonymous. Your, your project apparently has had some bugs. Um, yeah. It, like everything in crypto is wrecked except hex, which is perfect and flawless and running 100% uptime on the front end, 100% uptime on the trading, 100% uptime in the contract. Absolutely perfect, flawless. And it's gone up 385,000% in a year and a half. And that's before staking. And the average payout on staking is 40%. So you're up like 6,000 fold your money. It's God mode. And it's hilarious to me that people don't get it yet. <laughs> They'll get it eventually. <clears throat> I think. Do you think on that, I know it's a little bit of a tangent here, but um, just because I don't, I don't want to focus too much on sure. hex, but I do want to ask you, do you, do you think at this point, um, like does hex still have a viable future in the long, in the mm -hmm. long run? And like, what would you say it's use cases? Oh, well it does accidentally higher throughput, lower fee transactions than Bitcoin, not even as its core focus, it does store value better than Bitcoin. It's up 750 X versus Bitcoin. It has features that Bitcoin does not have and will never have by monetizing the time value of money, which is over $7.2 trillion market in the United States and China, which is completely and entirely unaddressed by the cryptocurrency projects, except Hex. 
So can you lock up your money and earn more Bitcoin? No. Bitcoin miners are only paid inflation to destroy the environment. In Hex, instead of paying Bitcoin miners to destroy the environment, we pay Hex stakers to hold the price up. And so you have no negative externalities of having to pay electricity bills and facilities. And that makes the price go higher. And you enforce the only thing that actually matters in cryptocurrency speculation, which is holding something with product market fit. How many people got to ride Bitcoin from a dollar to 65,000? Nobody, because they all sold. They were thought they were smart selling the 10X or the 100X or the 1000X, but it did 6.5 million X. So Hex monetizes the only thing in cryptocurrency that actually makes people rich, which is buying and holding. It's working wonderfully. Our average hold time is 5.7 years currently, and it keeps getting longer because people believe in the system more and more. Should win a Nobel Prize. No one's ever locked up this much money for this much time. Buy a house, you can sell it. You buy a bond, you can sell it. But you lock up your hex for 15 years. You're holding for seven and a half of them minimum to get your principal back out. And if you don't hold for seven and a half, you're going to lose principal. If you hold over seven and a half, half of your commitment, then you're going to make some interest. It's amazing world-changing innovation. That It's just proof of work change. Bitcoin's proof of work. Hex is proof of weight. That's it. That's all it is. <clears throat> gotcha. Okay. Back to um, back to where we were with polls. Yep. I mean, yeah. So, and one, one more thing about hacks. I know that you, there's a lot of people that are quote unquote sacrificing hacks mm-hmm. for polls. So it's an, they have the option to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, can you clarify what sacrificing means? It, yeah, sure. It's, all, it's just basically buying, basically giving you their money and buying polls, right? Well, I mean, that would or sound like a sale, and you know. Sales mean taxes, don't they? Do you, do you like taxes? Do you like buying stuff? What if what if you don't get what you bought? Doesn't that suck? So no, it's not a sale. Also, how do you buy something that doesn't exist? So, I mean, it, it's this simple. Bitcoin was given for free to me because I double-clicked an EXE on my computer. Free Bitcoin would pile into my computer. No pools, 50 Bitcoin block rewards per block. Then XRP was given for free to Bitcoin holders. XLM was given for free to Bitcoin holders. Bitcoin Gold, Bitcoin Rhodium, Bitcoin Cash, Bitcoin Diamond was given for free to Bitcoin holders. Hex was given for free to Bitcoin holders. So this concept of making a coin and giving it out for free to people is very well established. We've got uh, One Inch was given to One Inch users. Uni was given to Uni users. Uniswap. GRT was given to Gitcoin users. Fox was given to all kinds of people. Um, yeah, and so I'm making Pulse. And I'm going to give Pulse out for free to whoever I want. And whoever I want just happens to be people that donated to the Sense Foundation for medical research to save all our lives. They get credited 75%, but it's also tax deductible. Now, why is it tax deductible? Because you're not buying anything from them. If they were selling you something, it wouldn't be tax deductible. But because you're just donating your money and getting nothing in return and side channel someone else is viewing that you did that and giving you some free stuff, you can get a tax deduction. So, so everything, so I, I, I just, and, and for the record, um, you know, I just, uh, went and sacrificed, mm-hmm. uh, some, some tokens for some pulse and, uh, a pretty well, you gotta be, you gotta be specific here because there's laws involved. So a security is where you give money to a common pool with the expectation of profit solely from the work of others. And that's a regulated activity. And you have to file an S1 or get a reg D or reg a plus or an exemption so that you don't have to file an S1, or you could structure your business so that it is not a security. So what you did, if you gave to the Sense Foundation, congratulations, you, you are supporting medical research. If you sacrificed at pulse.info, pulsechain.com, 
pulse.info, then you're supporting free speech. So you want to make the statement that speech is a protected human right, and you believe blockchains are free speech, and that enters you into the sacrifice set, and then people can look at the sacrifice set and airdrop them free things if they wish, and one of those free things is going to be pulse, and it is going to launch at zero value. Why? Because otherwise you'd have a taxable event. Because when you get an airdrop, you owe tax. So would you prefer to have a tax bill and get an airdrop with a lot of value? Or would you prefer that it has no value and receive it? And then maybe if it appreciates one day, you get capital gains, just like Satoshi. He only owes a tax when he sells or does something else. Smart. Right. So, so you're not uh, buying anything and you're not getting coins that have a value. You're getting free stuff. Congratulations. And then one day, if it goes to the moon, as so many free things have, you'll be very happy. <clears throat> okay. Uh, one of the, 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 I think there's a lot of things that, that we have in common as far as interest. Uh, but one of them, you know, my, my business before, before crypto uh, was regenerative medicine, anti-aging. So I, mm. I love the fact that you chose Sense. Um, 26.5 million to them so far. It's amazing. Uh, so to, just so everyone knows is watching this. And so I know, actually, uh, how, so you, it sounds like one gets to choose you choose, uh, yeah. You can sacrifice to sends, or you can sacrifice yep, to those other addresses. Those how are do options. I do that? The sends. Options. You got to email them at airdrop at sends.org. You don't have many days left. You have five days left, and then okay. it's over. That's it. <clears throat> so you've got five days left to email airdrop at sens.org and tell them that you're going to airdrop so they can give you like a, a special code to put at the end of your send so that they know it's you. Right, like when you're gonna send, okay, stick these numbers at the end of your send. And then they know it's you, and then you tell them where you wanna be credited. Like, yeah, this is this is the address I would like to get credit, to get free stuff at. Okay, if I <clears throat> were to contribute, let's just say uh, $1 to sends, mm -hmm. or sacrifice mm -hmm. the equivalent of $1 to the address on the website, um, would I be- You're gonna get 25% less points on the sends angle but you're also perhaps getting a tax credit. Gotcha. So it might be a write-off for you, depending on where you live in the US, Canada, and some country, uh, UK, and some other European countries, then you can get a tax write-off. <clears throat> now, I should note, I am not an accountant, and I'm not a professional financial advisor or professional of any sort, so do your own research, but this is the best of my understanding. And I'm a pretty smart gotcha. dude. Yeah. Um, okay, before we went on the tangent of, of hacks, we were talking about, um, Let's see, we're, so we're Pulse, talk let's talk about why Pulse is better than than Matic and uh, BSC. Yeah, we, we were talking right. Block, talking <clears> about, <throat> talking about, we were talking about block times, and 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 so back to yes, please. First sure. Pulse, Matic, and BSC, because I think I think one of the one of the things I would like to address here really is exactly that because sure. as someone who has a project, paid network, right? Mm -hmm. We are uh, one of the things that we will be doing is uh, is revolutionizing the way that people conduct business agreements. But uh, if you and I want to enter into an NDA or a referral agreement or whatever the case may be, uh, we cannot be doing Ethereum fees. It, it doesn't make any sense, right? Because DocuSend, uh, DocuSign and HelloSign are basically free to sign an agreement. So why would we pay 20 bucks each? That does not make any sense. So we need and, a solution. And, and your, your block gets dropped. So you're like, yeah, we did it, but then it got orphaned. And then you have to redo it again. Yeah. You're like, oh. It silently failed and had bit rot and lost the data. I guess I have to run my own computer to verify that what I hoped I wrote to the database actually wrote. 
there are some downsides to blockchains. <laughs> There's no automatic set tell Ethereum to wake you up tomorrow morning. Nope. Sorry. Can't do it, mate. <laughs> You're like, hey, I thought this was the world computer. You're like, well, it's good for censorship resistance, but everything else, man, it's not that good. So yeah, Matic can take all your money or f freeze it forever. Disgusting. BSC has two chains of attack surface. And if, if Tendermint Cosmos fails or if their ETH fork fails, the chain is wrecked. Our chain has one chain of attack surface because we did all the validator rotation and uh, other things that you have to add in order to make a proof of work network become delegated proof of stake. We did all that on single chain. So we have half the attack surface and we have a fee burn of 25% of the fees. BNB does not. What they do have for a short time more is one guy probably in China who occasionally decides to burn some coins if he feels like it, the opposite of why crypto exists. <laughs> like. The crypto is designed to get rid of middlemen. Hey, there's a guy that burns coins sometimes if he wants to, and he's not going to do that anymore soon. All right. So it's now look, BNB does have like good fiat on, well, do they have good fiat on ramps? I don't know. They've got good on and off ramps to other coins because they have an exchange as well. So as we add more bridges, that'll be nice. So basically minimum viable. Well, and I haven't got to the core proposition. So our stuff is faster. Our stuff has uh, no admin keys. Our stuff has coin burn into the protocol, not some random guy doing it once in a while. And he's going to stop doing it soon because their agreement was they were just going to burn half the supply and almost half is burnt now. So they're not going to have a burn anymore. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> the most important thing of all of this, the thing that people care about the most, in my opinion, is that you're going to have the world's largest airdrop. If you have Hex on Ethereum network, you're going to have it on the Pulse network. If you have USDC on the Ethereum network, you're going to have it on Pulse network. And then you've got the real excitement. So if you're somebody whose coin is priced out and can no longer function on Ethereum, what are you going to do? Your coin's already hot and ready and waiting over here on this better network that's cheaper, faster, doesn't hurt the environment. Maybe you'll use that network instead. And then that can reduce the load on Ethereum and then we can both win. Ethereum can have a better use case and better value proposition for its users because it will be less than $100 to send an ERC-20. And then, you know, we will center, we both grow, right? So we're a fork of Geth. So when they improve Geth, we get benefits. And then when we improve Geth, they get benefits. And we've already done that. We've already had a commit accepted into mainstream Geth to improve it. And I don't think that will stop anytime soon because Geth actually sucks. So, like, <laughs> I think we're going to continue to improve it for a while. <clears throat> What about what about block size? Uh, well, that's just gas limit, and that increases all the time. So you're going to have massive, you're going to have much larger blocks in Pulse than you do in regular Ethereum, just like Matic does, just like BSC does. But I don't have the exact specific size and how large that gas is going to be, and I won't know until we have a public test net up, and it's so close. Like they're working on launching it now. It could be this so, week. So, I, so, so this is so I don't under, so I don't know this. Uh, I'm not a developer, and I guess sure. Gas limit is just block size. It's the same thing. So really? block size in Bitcoin is gas limit in ETH. Yeah. What then? Why why do I get to choose a gas limit uh, when I send a transaction? Oh yeah. Well, your your gas limit is how much you're willing to pay, and their gas limit is how much they're willing to put into a block. Same word, who's, totally different meaning. Miners. The okay. miners can choose whatever gas limit they want. It's up to the miner. It's not a global parameter. Well, yeah, so like in Bitcoin, it's, it's set block size, right? And I think, what is it now? One Miners can hack the config conf 
to change it, but you know, right now it used to be one mega. So people think a block size limit didn't, it, people think that SegWit didn't add to the block size, but it did. So blocks were maximum one megabyte before SegWit and they're maximum yeah. 1.4 megabytes after SegWit. In effect, blocks did become 40% larger because they increased the, uh, the weight size that W-E-I-G-H-T that you could have. So in effect, SegWit was a 40% block size increase and an efficiency increase. Right. But that's not no, enough not, and it's been years no, and it's just stupid. They're just, the guy that had the right solution was the guy that everyone kicked out, Gavin Anderson. He said, why don't we just algorithmically increase the block size by estimating how often network hardware and hard drives increase in capacity over time? Yeah, That would have been a great idea. But of course, the people with their heads in the sand, they don't like great ideas. And so now, you know, Bitcoin is basically ossified, which is a fancy word for turned into stone. There's no development. There's no progress. Oh, we got uh, Taproot. I'm not even sure if they did. I think they signaled that they would. I'm not sure it ever actually got forked in yet. And when it and when it would get forked in, how does that change my user experience? Does it still take over an hour to send? Yes. Does it still cost too much? Yes. Does it still dip 65% during COVID dip? Yep. Does it still get outperformed by every other coin in the top 20? By like two or three X? Yep. Well, then why do I care about this thing? I'm glad it's a gateway drug for legacy markets to get their feet wet into crypto and that'll eventually get them into better stuff. But other than that, I can't care about that slow, dead, progressless network. You want to get it? You want to get out of crypto? You want to get out of Bitcoin into a stable coin? Start sucking middleman D because there's no way to get into a stable on chain. There's no trustless trading. Start sucking middleman D. Hope you like it. But if you're an Ethereum network, no middleman D needs to be sucked. It's better. <laughs> Let's 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 talk about this for a minute because uh, I think it's as, like this is has nothing to do with Ethereum network, but has everything to do with Bitcoin. Um, you know, so we have what about this idea of like dynamic blocks and and uh, why why wouldn't we just adjust? Well, uh, blocks well, are already like, dynamic. Blocks well, are already dynamic. Yeah, they are. The size is fixed, right? You just said no. Nobody's size is fixed. That's just a maximum. Everybody's blocks are already dynamic. If there's not enough transactions, the block is just smaller. They don't bloat oh, like, it up so with extra data to like for a laugh. Right. So <clears> why not make it? Why not make it uh, um, dynamic in a fact that there is no max on the block? Is that? Oh, because someone will just attack your network with a block that's too gigantic that hangs the network, and then you're like, oh, we're stuck. I'll just go. I'll just go do a two terabyte transaction, and everyone's like nodes will fail. There's infinite demand for free storage. So as you try and make storage quote free or cheap, it will be abused and it, it, it's not tenable. Like you were, you can't give everyone free storage. Remember when you write to a blockchain, you're writing to thousands of hard drives all over the world at the same time. Yeah. And so you need to have a cost. The cost can be cheap, but there needs to be one. So what, what do you think that the, so let's so, <clears throat> what about security so sure. i think so you're, you're saying that uh you know that basically you're not really a fan of bitcoin anymore and and it, it is you know uh it does suck that uh that that we don't have more innovation in bitcoin i understand people i understand uh the time it would take to innovate however uh we have 
it seems like people have just accepted the fact that we're not going to have scaling on a on the base layer, and that's a huge problem because uh, that's what we need. We need that that base layer security, and I think that's something that you know why I think that's the reason why I'm I've got interested in Pulse because mm-hmm. uh, layer twos are, are are bullshit. You know, I mean, that's, currently that's, they are bullshit. That, yes, one day if it, they have interoperability between them maybe they'll be less bullshit but right now they are bullshit yeah <clears throat> yeah the, the the i mean the user hex, experience just hex did the it. world's first airdrop on layer two using zk sync did uh, 250,000 uh, sends of airdrop didn't take off no one cares no one uses it so when is that going to change it's not going to change it's because you have to pay a fee to get in you have to pay a fee to get out it takes a long time exactly. and when their server goes down you can't do anything so, and, and honestly, for those of us who are building applications for the real world, uh, and we want our applications to be used by people that uh, <laughs> that that don't uh, right. The whole goal is <clears throat> to be able to make uh, our applications adopted by people all over the world that don't have to be super technically crypto savvy to do it. The the fact of of, of you know the first time. Uh, I did Ethereum transaction using some other protocol. The fact that I had to have a, that token plus Ethereum for gas was confusing, you know. And the same thing the first time I, I went back to to BSC. Uh, oh shit! I have to have BNB for gas. Like that's just not something that I think we can expect uh, your average person to adopt and, and use it. It just it's just clunky sure. and, and it's not. So uh, this is why you want, you want some fun thought experiments. Here's a yes, fun yeah. thought experiment for you. Crap in crypto tends to have a value. Absolute comedy crap. Change the JPEG has a value. Yeah. Pictures of dogs has a value. You're making fun of Bitcoin network. You should see the Doge network. It's worse in every way than the Bitcoin network, but it's outperformed Bitcoin by 200 to one. <laughs> so we live in a world where technical merit is not equivalent to price performance. You get lucky when it is, but very often it is not. So what happens when USDC gets forked onto Pulse but is not redeemable for dollars? I bet you the price isn't zero. Does it stay a dollar? Let's take Tether. Tether had fractional reserve, may still have, nobody knows. They got $650 million seized from a Polish bank by the Polish government. Then they had a token sale, the Leo token, to make up the difference. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But they were fractionally reserved and still held their peg. So how fractionally reserved can a stablecoin get and still hold its peg? Will USDC on the Pulse network be worth a dollar? I have no idea. Will the admins that control the admin keys for those fake cryptocurrencies just invalidate them all and risk having their users sue them? I have no idea. But we're going to find out real soon. We're going to yeah. find out real soon. There's some really or algorithmic stable coins going to be worth more because they don't require a uh, a dollar bank account to back them. Don't know. <laughs> I can't wait to find out. This is going to be crazy. How many people are going to spend their time being rewarded as a liquidity provider to arb the difference between ETH versions of tokens and Pulse versions of tokens? How big does that market get? What, what is, you're just like, wow, there's a lot of really cool stuff going on here that's never been done before. This is innovation. This is going to be exciting. So what, what, about, uh, what about all the other ERC-20s? Like, you know, 
we've been looking for you know looking at scaling solutions for paid like i said right so let's you're, so you're coming gonna, over buddy you're gonna have yeah. paid you're not you don't need to do anything you don't need to do anything at all whatever you have on the ethereum network and paid is in the pulse network as well it's a bit for bit copy almost everything's coming if i find some ultra scam maybe i just cut them out ultra scam okay They're like plus token ponzi's coins got seized by the chinese government Eh, I don't know that you guys really need the free coins. See ya. I'm not here to give the Chinese government free coins. You guys can go make your own coins. Um, so almost everything is coming over, like almost everything. So paid is coming over, which means that whatever keys you're using to access your paid coins on the Ethereum network, those exact same keys access your paid coins on the Pulse network. And you just go into MetaMask and change one network setting and you're golden. You're golden. And so what about, what about the, now uh, I will say there's, there's going to be a bridge. There's going to be a bridge. So does it, what about the total token supply of paid? Like, is it going to, that's going to stay the same. We're not going to hit the, so we're inflating the supply of Ethereum that's being forked and becoming pulse. We're inflating that at least 10,000 fold. It's already over 10,000 fold because we, we want the price to go up. You know, we want it to launch at zero and then we want it to become valuable one day. And in order to do that, you can't just have people dumping forever like Bitcoin Cash guys get dumped on all the time because they gave free coins to people who didn't care. We're not doing that. Mm -hmm. We're giving free pulse to people for 30 days. And if you want to keep it, you need to move it to a new address. Because at the end of 30 days, if there's a pulse balance in that address, it's getting deducted the amount that you got for free. Who's getting it for free? Everybody that has Ethereum. They're getting the same number of Ethereum on this network that they had but the total supply is going up 10,000 X or more, definitely more. And that means that one, because we only burn coins, we don't have inflation. It helps to start from a very high value mm -hmm. Two, people love an affordable coin because it can appreciate more. And then, and your brain's like, no, only market cap banners. You're like, no, actually people really do believe that cheaper coins can appreciate more. And when they go to Coinbase, they would much rather buy the 50 cent coin or the five cent coin than the, the $50,000 coin that they own 0.00001 of. They don't like that. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's better tokenomics. It's better network design. It's better game theory. You can delegate your stake to someone else and earn as a staker instead of having to become a network admin and have 60 or 70 grand. It's stupid. So Ethereum 2.0 is designed to centralize. There'll be tons of bugs in Ethereum 2.0 that people are going to have to find and lose money finding. We're already on software that's been tested and the bugs have been found over the years. It's just better. We're beating Ethereum 2.0 to market with a superior product. And the how same many, coins. How many, how many pulse will be required to run a validator? None. Pulse? Well, I mean, okay, none, but there's only 33 of them. And so you have to have either the stake yourself or stake delegated to you that is higher than the other guys that want to do it. So you've got to have enough only, to be in the top 33. There's only 33? <clears throat> yeah, right. And, and it's whoever wants to be. These, whoever has the most... If you want to be a validator, you get to be one, unless 33 other people have more stake than you. Uh -huh. So you, everybody gets to be a validator unless there's 33 people with more stake than you. And then you're just out of the range. And then you need to add to your stake to become a validator again. That's it. It's awesome. I love it. It's so good. A lot of people hated Hex, love this. It's funny. Because this is easy to understand. It's Ethereum, but better. Hex is like, what is this thing? We've never seen anything like it. So under, understanding Pulse is so much easier. That's why the Pulse chat room is 30 or 40% bigger than the Hex chat room. 
but the hex chat room has been around 10 times longer. We've got 34,000 people in the pulse chat room right now. It is, it is definitely easier to understand. Uh, what about this idea of, um, the, aren't there concerns about centralization with 33 validators? I mean, like basically someone could literally just, uh, with the most money come, come and just dominate a pulse. You can literally have bad actors come in from day one and, you know, have kind of, uh, malicious intent from the beginning. It probably wouldn't take a lot of money. To come well, in and let's let's do that measurement first. We could go to that argument that you gave, which is why would someone blow their brains out? But in this case, it's a little bit more relevant, right? Because we've seen this work for Bitcoin. Why don't the Bitcoin miners just change the Bitcoin block limit and pay themselves higher rewards? Why don't the Bitcoin miners just stop the 21 million limit and just make it 2100 million? Why don't the Bitcoin miners just charge you a higher fee based on the amount of your transaction? Why is a billion dollar transaction $2 instead of $200,000? I could do this parade of imaginary horribles with Bitcoin like really well, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but they don't do that. So in the case of proof of work networks, we see them getting hacked and screwed up all the time. But in proof of stake networks, we very rarely see them getting hacked and screwed up. Proof of stake is safer than proof of work. The majority of hacks and problems that happen in cryptocurrency have nothing to do with hash rate or who has the hash rate. They have everything to do with bugs in the software. So, you know, if you're a minority chain like Ethereum Classic, you get 51% attacked often. If yeah. you're not, if you're a proof of stake network, there's no such thing as being a minority chain. So you remove that attack vector entirely. So like Verge got, you know, <laughs> network reorged after like 10 months or something. It was a 10 month reorg, something like that. And then Ethereum Classic has been 51% attacked at least four times, I think. And Bitcoin Cash as well. But if it didn't, there wasn't there a lot of uh... there was a lot of contention, sure, and that supports my argument that proof of work is less safe than proof of stake. Now, what history of proof of stake screw ups do we have? Maybe Justin Sun screwing with uh, I can't even remember the name of that like free speech thing. I don't know, like that that like fake Reddit. Can't remember what it's called. So I, I don't have a record of proof of stake networks getting screwed up and they've been around for years and years and years. So proof of stake is just by default safer than proof of work. And by the way, to, to cancel your one guy runs away and takes over forever, validators can choose what percentage of the rewards they give to people who delegated them stake. And so the most efficient places to put your stake are in the validators that have the least overhead because they can afford to pay back the most percentage of the, the fees. Okay, and so, so, so that that's interesting. So you, you're going to have, uh, basically the a mechanism that makes you want to give it not to the top guy that they're going to be able the validators will be able to decide how much they want to give back. Right. to. Yeah. And then you chose the validator with lower cost basis because he has a higher margin to be able to reward you. And that means that, he doesn't have to like borrow as much or have as much overhead to get all the stake. And so you're always kind of rewarding the guy that's not the biggest guy. And then that helps decentralize the network. That's interesting. Yeah. There's some really what, cool what stuff you, in here. What do you expect the transaction fees to be? Almost nothing until it fills, until it fills up and people start loving it and the price goes to the moon. Like the fees will be very low in the beginning and then they will very likely tend to increase over time as the value of the network increases and that's it. Like you're gonna, 
Every single blockchain fills up at some point. Yes, we are better than Ethereum. Yes, we are better than Matic. Yes, we are better than BSE. But eventually one day, the network will fill up. Now I've already got some more scaling solutions, such as rotating off of Geth to another software that performs the same functions. Um, and that could happen maybe six months after launch. You wouldn't want to do it now, but maybe six, well, I mean, you don't want to do it until you really need the extra throughput. So you can just kind of scale into it. But I've already got a solution that could get us even more throughput by changing things in the software layer. Because there's a lot of decisions that were made that aren't optimal. For instance, level DB was write optimized, but blockchains spend the vast majority of their time doing reads. And so it's just the wrong choice of interior database structure from the beginning. There's all these other optimizations you can make that you just need time and devs to do. And we know what they are. And some people are working on already. So, you know, we've got extra scaling available to us beyond just increasing the block size and decreasing the gas limit or decreasing the block time. So we have other right. scaling things up our sleeves. We'll be lucky to need them. Let's go take over the world and get a zillion billion users and then we'll need more scaling. It's like <laughs> that, taking yeah. steps, right? Like get scaling, add users, scale some more, add users. You got to do both. If you're not adding users, what is this extra bloat from bots? You know, it's all about the users. <clears throat> yeah, that, that that is a good point, but it should it should always be on the base layer. That's that's the selling point. It's the best. This, is that it's the best? Yeah. And to tell you that, you know, I've used some of these two token network systems. Someone sends you some token, you're like, great, let me get rid of this thing. Crap, I can't. I have to have this other token, and so now you have to perform two transactions for every one transaction when you have a dual token system. And that sucks, it sucks. It's part of the same reason why ZK rollups suck. You're like, yeah, you wanna get in? You wanna get out? Right, that's two transactions on the mainnet. Same with Lightning. You wanna get in? You wanna get out? That's two transactions on the mainnet. It sucks. And so a single token system, we know it works. We know it works very well. It works very well for Ethereum, it works very well for Bitcoin. You know, I'm, I'm happy with a single token decision. Because when we were designing this, we could have gone dual token and it's just simpler, faster, and more convenient to have one token instead of two. It's all, it's a, to, me, it, to me, it's all about uh, these user experience. That, mm -hmm. That's exactly what we need. So that's why I'm interested. Back, back to the, uh, like the pay, our paid example, uh, mm -hmm. will, and, and the supply, I, I didn't really get the answer to this. Um, well, you're gonna say, you're just gonna have the same coins with the same everything on two networks. So your supplies will be the same, your liquid coins will be the same. If you have staking, they'll be the same. It's the exact same bit for Bitcoin. Yep, but but I'm just saying like is there so there's five hundred let's just say five hundred million paid on ERC twenty, so five hundred yeah. million paid on Pulse. Is, I would is that I would call the paid on the Ethereum network e paid, and I would call the the paid network on the Pulse. I would call e that p paid. Just to make it easy, you know, and then yeah. I, there's what, another, what the is it, nobody is it, knows the not, value. The network has to discover peg. it. It's going to launch it. It's nothing. Not it's not peg. Like, like one, like you don't have to, oh, no. it's not like you're using, there's no it's not peg. Like you're using a bridge. It's not, it's not like you're using a bridge. No, nope. not like we're using, you could bridge. still use a bridge. You could still use a bridge and people may still use a bridge. And you may, you, if you're going to arbitrage e paid versus P paid, you would probably bridge over the e paid. And then use the faster, cheaper transactions in the Uniswap on this end 
to do the ARB and, and figure out the value for e-paid versus p-paid. That will happen on our side because it's cheaper. You could do the other thing. You could bridge uh, p-paid over to the Ethereum network, but nobody tends to do that because it costs too much over there. So another thing. So basically, what we're, like, like, uh, we could just see theoretically a max a mass exodus like because we have to decide uh, we have to decide as a project where we want to what we want to support right Mm -hmm. we we have to decide like uh i mean we're probably not going it doesn't doesn't make sense for us to support both that's that's weird probably um i have no i mean i'm going to support both with hex you know i don't want to see cheap hex anywhere but if the market decides that they just like the p hex better okay you know, you just, you don't know what the market's going to decide. So, and, and, you know, if you're a founder, you, you might have more deciding power depending on how your, your project's structured. Like there's a lot of projects out there that have admin keys. So for projects that have admin keys, you know, you got to beg that guy to leave the front end up. You got to beg that guy not to steal your money. And then you got to beg that guy like, Hey, can you choose the better network? A lot of begging involved for me. Crypto is about not begging anybody for anything. Permissionless innovation is what cryptocurrency is about for me. I wanted to mention this to you because it's super important. The uh, the Uniswap people invented something very cool. They duct taped on the Uni token, which has no relevance to the actual project, which is stupid, unfortunately. But hey, it made people really rich, so fine. Made a lot of hexagons really rich. Hexagons made millions and millions and millions of dollars on that Uniswap airdrop. So thank you for that, guys. People love their duct taped on tokens. The Uniswap project will be receiving more benefit on Pulse because we're rewarding the original founders of things because their keys and their projects work on Pulse. Whereas other things that start empty, like Matic and BSC, make copycats that get rich. So Quick quick Swap's fork of Uniswap got to get rich on Matic instead of Uniswap. PancakeSwap on BSC got to get rich instead of Uniswap. And how is that a better world? Is it a better world that the copycats get to make all the money? Maybe, but it, it seems to me like Letting the original founder guys have a chance at making some money seems nice because it was their invention, you know? So I think the concept that you're going to have real Uniswap on the Pulse network is pretty awesome. Now, you'll likely also have a bunch of other successful fork things of Uniswap v2. I'm, you know, probably going to make one myself. So, but it's still nice to know that the original Uniswap guys have a chance to compete and, and make some money on the network. But they're not making anything on BSC, and they're not making anything on uh, Matic. You are forking Uniswap, right? Yeah, everything. Well, we're going to fork Uniswap just because basically when the network launches, like a bunch of PRC20s get harvested to equalize the, the increased supply of the pulse. So you have to fix the ratios, and then that thing's going to have a bunch of PRC20s, and then it should probably stick them in an automated market maker somewhere. And whether that's uh, Uniswap or something else, you know, Uniswap still does have an admin key that can turn on a 15% tax. So if, if, if that transaction is done before they can turn on their, their tax, then it's okay. But like, I don't really like the risk of them being able to turn on a tax whenever. So I think Uniswap V2 fork with the tax button turn on ahead of time or with no taxes is a nice idea. Hey, I got to go do something real quick. Can I be back in a couple minutes? Two minutes. Yeah, go for it, man. All right, I'll be right back. <laughs> BRB, bro. Guys, if, if you're watching, make sure you like, like, and share, and let me know what kind of questions you got here uh, for Richard. Um, if you just see me kind of sitting here with a blank, a blank look on my face, it's because 
because uh, Richard just like it's a lot there's a lot of information coming in that I'm trying to process and then they just kind of um, goes on to something else and and it's uh it's just a lot to process because this is a it's a very you could it's a very innovative innovative yet uh, challenging and thought-provoking kind of idea I mean this is what Richard is known for is really kind of challenging status quo or going uh, going against kind of the main narrative and uh, yeah exactly Paul I also kind of find it hard to follow at times and this is I don't know if it's kind of one of his strategies or <laughs> just uh, is it just you know it's kind of like you know I'm not a developer right and so there's a lot of stuff that I don't quite understand um, during the conversation so it's just like I don't want to slow him down uh, but I'm trying to ask the questions that are relevant you know that probably 99% of the people listening to this want to know uh, like what I really want I'm really, what I'm really trying to understand is is like for paid network and ignition um, and how paid is going to work on this whole thing. Like it's a whole nother network, just kind of like BSE, but on BSC it's different because um, there's a bridge and, and the tokens, my pay, my ERC 20, you know, to go to the paid BEP 20, you have to lock up one ERC 20 uh, and then one BEP 20 paid gets minted. So it's always the same total token supply, whether half of your tokens are on BEP 20 and the other half are on ERC 20 uh, I know that the total token supply uh, is always going to be the same. Now, this is really interesting because uh, we're going to have now paid tokens on Pulse and we're going to have all of a sudden almost 600 million new tokens minted. Um, so, so what? So, what are we gonna like? What are we gonna do with it? We we need to really, really describe like. Um... Yo, I'm back. So, okay, so here, so Richard, I think I think we need to like really try to dumb things down a little bit. Not only sure. for myself, like the audience definitely says like this. Like, please explain like a six year old would understand. Like, like put yourself in my put yourself in my position. Sure. Okay. Um, as a, as a founder of Pay Network, we have this IDEO launch. Sorry, but with this ideal launch pad and right now we require our 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 participants to stake tokens in order to participate there's different tiers blah 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 and now all of a sudden richard hart comes out with this with this pulse thing and he says hey kyle um you know you guys are gonna have your token uh and everybody that has your token is gonna get airdropped in the equivalent of, of your token on our network um and so I'm thinking now. Now, what what would you do if you were me, as far as uh, making decisions on? I I on think we, I think you should let the free market decide which network they prefer, and so you just instruct your users on how to switch to the Pulse network in MetaMask. By just click where it says Main Network up top, drop down to Custom, type in the the parameters that you'll have once the main net's launched. And then you save it and that's it. You never have to do anything else. You just, you want Ethereum, you click Ethereum mainnet. You want Pulse, you click Pulse. That covers you on the, on the MetaMask side. Then on your side, the front end, you just need to tell your, your dev, okay, there's two paids now. There's ePaid and there's PPaid. 
And then we just need our front end to know which one users have selected in the MetaMask. And then you show them two different screens. Here's the screen for ePaid. Here's the screen for ePaid. All of their stakes are already copied over. All of their liquid is already copied over. And so to your developer, it just looks like the IP address of the network changed. So instead of I, talking to Infura, now you're talking to a, a Pulse yeah. node. I get that from a, I get that from like a, you know, from being able to integrate it. But what, mm -hmm. but what I'm having a hard time with is, is, uh, is really establishing value. So for example, if, if you have admin example, keys, you could kill one and, and choose the other. If you don't have admin keys, then the market needs to decide. So for instance, hex doesn't have admin keys. So we can't kill the Ethereum one. It's unkillable, literally can't be killed. Can't kill the trading, can't kill the contract, can't change it. It is forever. And so, so for we us, can, we can so add, but we can't kill. So then I, so then what you're saying is like, I, okay, so, um, because unless, so for us, the, the reason that, uh, people acquire pay tokens is because, um, they, they want to participate in these lotteries. And obviously, uh, if I said, if I said, okay, your, your, your requirements to have a lottery ticket for the IDO is 1000 pay tokens. Uh, it wouldn't make sense for us to say you could have either 1000 E paid or 1000 P paid because the value of P paid is going to be exponentially less initially. So, you know, that, that doesn't make sense to, to put, but you so just tie everything. Probably, you'd probably peg everything to an actual USD value seems to be the way to solve that. So you can participate. You need to hit this USD val. I mean, it's really, I mean, these are totally, you could do either. I mean, you could, or you, you could, you could require a thousand of each, or you could do USD val, or you could just require one and people could figure it out on their own because they're going to be interchangeable. Or what you could, or what you could do, like you're saying, is you could literally just uh, destroy, yeah. um, destroy, destroy the e paid. If I want yeah. to, for example, build, build the bridge so the token supply, the total token supply stays the same. That assigns the value to the the p paid basically, and then we could do a bridge the same way that you would BEP twenty to ERC twenty. Well, you don't even need a bridge if you're going to destroy one. You don't need the bridge. Well, you only need a bridge if you're going to, to, so all a bridge does is lock a coin on one side, release the fake right. coin on the other side, and then you can destroy the fake coin to release the real one again. That's all right. bridging does. But if you're going to destroy this side, you don't need to bridge it because you're never going to go back. So you only need bridge if you're right. going to stay on the Ethereum network. Well, you, you, you do, because what if, what if, uh, some people want to use, uh, let's say DeFi tools that are only available sure. on the Ethereum network and on the Pulse network. Well, you so could, well, kind of, but you could bridge the other way and you could, you could bridge your P, uh, paid over to the Ethereum network, do all that stuff and then come back. Really, you could do any of these things. Like the sky's the limit. So you could bridge E, E paid to the Pulse network. You could bridge P paid to the ETH network. You could have automated parquet pairs on both sides. All of this, the sky's the limit. Yeah, I think that the, the, the part that I'm having a hard time with is the price discovery aspect of it. And like, I can, I can clearly draw yep. a conclusion to that. I can clearly draw a conclusion to um, the same. Like, like imagine, imagine how weird it would be if uh, instead, of, instead of using a bridge to get the BEP20 version of paid, uh, we just minted the total token supply on BEP20 and released it to the, and said, oh, now, now your supply has just doubled. Um, well, it's just like a stock split that happens all the time in legacy works fine. Well, you, you get, you give people, if the stock splits, you get the people get more, more of the stock, mm -hmm. right? That's uh yeah. yeah. Now you're, you have more tokens. 
That's true. But I, but I, like, I'm not sure that mechanic works. Like, I think the two halves are worth more than the whole. So I think, like, I, for hex, I don't know why you would see cheap hex anywhere. But we'll see. People are going to decide. Like, for instance, if you're a hex holder and you've got hex on Ethereum and the Pulse Network launches, are you in a rush to sell your Ethereum hex? And if you are, what is it that you're likely to be buying? Is it the Pulse hex? You know, so, like, I just... I don't see how this isn't a massive win. It's it seems like when Bitcoin Cash split from Bitcoin, they both did okay. Like even though like Bitcoin Cash hasn't performed as well as Bitcoin, it's still worth billions and billions of dollars and it was created from thin air. It's still worth billions and billions of dollars. 2.2 million dollars worth of Bitcoin Cash was sacrificed for the sacrifice phase. Only 18 million dollars were sacrificed on the Bitcoin side. About 180 million dollars of stablecoin. 200 million or 400 million dollars a hex and uh 25 million to charity i think we got 2.6 million on ada only 80 grand on trx it's really interesting to see where these adoption numbers are for these different chains because you're always curious you're like are there real users here i've never heard of avax before yeah they suck they only got like 80 grand so trx and avax are the absolute bottom of the the sacrifice list and ada is just under ADA is on top of BCH and just under Bitcoin and, and Bitcoin's under Ethereum. And then- can you, can you go and say those numbers all again, how much we're sacrificed yeah, sure. so far? Yeah, so we got 400 million and it might've been as high as 600 million worth of hacks because it was valued at the time. You know, the price was a little bit higher when they sacrificed it. So currently right now, the amount of sacrificed hacks is worth mm. 400 million. The amount of USDC, USDT and DAI is 200 million. The amount of Bitcoin is about 18 million. Bitcoin Cash, 2.2. ADA, 2.6. Monero, a million. Litecoin, a million. Um, Lumens, 250K. XRP, 600,000, maybe 700,000 now. Monero, I said that one, a million. I don't know the Zcash number yet. We have to beat the server up to like get us to tell us the Zcash balances. Um, we just added another one called... God, I can't remember what it's called. They didn't do much. Their two-token system, Theta. We added Theta. They have a two-token system. You know, we just added them. I don't think it did much. We also have Matic. I think we got like 500K on Matic, 2 million on Binance, across maybe 2 or 3 million across BNB and BSC. I published, I tweeted all these, twitter.com slash Richard Hartwin. That's that's insane, man. That's, 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 uh, and this is that's real insane. money, man. There ain't no jokes going on here. Like you can go follow all all the money to the sources, and it's as legit as can possibly be. Yeah. I mean, I don't know of any project that's ever raised twenty six point five million for charity in crypto ever in the history of crypto. We're really trying to save people's lives. We we're going to save the environment. We're going to save the fees. We're going to save the Ethereum network. We're going to have the world's largest airdrop. We're going to have like it's just so much good stuff, and the code's done. The code is done. This isn't like, oh, one day we're going to do this. No, no, no. The code is done. Like public testnet is being massaged. The servers are being massaged to be able to launch. We just when, we had to fight this archive node stuff. It was a hard fight. <clears throat> when do you expect launch? Well, I think we can have the testnet, public testnet, where people can start building against it this week. I mean, if not next week, because we're just doing server things right now, you know? So you try and scale up with AWS and they like, 
they tell you you can't and you're like okay who do i got to talk to at your stupid company to let me give you more money can we do that like what what is going on with you guys like can i just give you more money now it's so dumb um and then so once that public test net is out and people have built their front ends against it like you know go to hex.com has to be built to support ehex phex the ehex side doesn't change but the phex is like yeah you need to write the word phex on the front end and people need to know which network they're on with an indicator you don't have to, but it's convenient because um, there is already an indicator in MetaMask, but it'd be nice in the, the GUI front end too. So that probably takes, I would like a month for that, right? Because our minimum viable launch for mainnet is Uniswap front end, working consensus network, which is, you know, the pulse, pulse chain and uh, hex front end. And everyone else can catch up and get their front ends built. So if we have an AMM, and we have, oh, and a bridge. So, so really minimum viable is working hex front end, bridge to Ethereum so people can do fiat in and out, you know, because there's not going to be listings right away. And then uh, that's it. You're like Uniswap front end, hex front end, because the Uniswap code's already coming over. Hex, yeah, I said that already. And then Pulse Network works. Yeah, that's it. So it's like three, three or four things. Bridge, network, two front ends four things and that you know we're off to the races you do mainnet then so i think i think we could have mainnet in two months and i mean so you i i don't know how to i don't know how, i don't know how if there's any if there's any regulatory bodies listening to this uh forgive my choice of language um and and richard can definitely correct me uh to make sure that it's it's voiced correctly but you basic you just basically raised something like $800 million and it's not even done yet. Right. Like, <laughs> well, I, I will say that a lot of money has uh, moved hands from the people that used to have it to, to other people. Now. Those are your words, <laughs> your yeah, words. My words. Hey, I don't my work for the sense foundation. Right. Um, that's insane, man. Uh, so with that being said, um, I mean, obviously, people are that, that's that's a lot of demonstration of value. People people are believing that that this is going to be worth something. I mean, that's it's a shitload of money uh, for to raise. I don't like um, and and what I think I think we could have done better, and I hope that we still do better. The mar- the mar- you, you did phenomenal th- given the state of the market. You know, I mean, like, you probably would have. It probably would have. Uh, you probably would have done a six X on that. Had, had you um, started this when Bitcoin was at 60 K. Well, man, you know, the problem I, is that okay. I knew that was okay. the top and I tried to hurry up and I called the top on the day. And that's why I'm a little pissed is that I called the top on the day. I brag about it all the time. I called the top and I told you last cycle, Ethereum topped 27 days after Bitcoin did this cycle, Ethereum topped exactly 27 days after Bitcoin did exact same thing. And so, yes, it sucks to have known the top was coming and not been able to get out a little earlier. It sucks, but that's how software is, man. It takes time. But I mean, uh, I, so I imagine that uh, imagine that the team, um, whoever that might be, and on a website, I think you said there's three developers. So I'm guessing the team is you plus three people, but it's basically you. Um, and, uh, and, and so, uh, I'm sure that you're going to get a, like the team, if you look at token metrics, you're probably the team is getting <laughs> what, how, how, what's the founder's reward here? 20% or something of, of the well, total token supply or if in the supply, 
the only people that are getting pulse are the sacrifice set, which you need to sacrifice to be a member of. There's 1% that's, that can be minted for somebody to do whatever they want with and waste how they wish. And that's it. So, and well, I guess there's the freemium guys that get less than one ten thousandth of the supply because they had Ethereum. And so they're getting freemium pulse that they'll lose even yeah. that. The, the one ten thousandth of the supply, we're even taking that away after 30 days. So move it if you want to keep it. Um, yeah, so as far as like founder rewards go, you know, I can't, I can't use that language, but I can just tell you there's a 1% that someone can mint and you will expect no expectation of profit from the work of others and they can do whatever they want with it. Right. Um. <laughs> well done. Bravo. <laughs> Yeah, I, I need to go on a hiring spree, man. There's so many things that like, like I shouldn't be editing my own YouTube comments. I should yeah. like, I just now added someone, like I just added Hexologist so that he could make thumbnails. So now instead of me going into paint and just typing text over my picture, now, you know, we've got a graphic artist doing thumbnails. Like I just- Yeah, man, your thumbnails are horrible. I know, yeah. they're disgusting. <laughs> I put no, I don't even edit the videos. If there's like pauses in the beginning, I just leave them. Like it's just- no effort because I'm busy doing other stuff, right? Like I've only got what's 70,000, 65,000 followers on YouTube. I got like 92,000 on Twitter finally. So should crack a hundred K soon. That'll be nice. Cause we deserve so, more so followers, right? Like we're here changing the world. I, I raised $25 million for charity. Can I get a fucking interview on legacy TV please now? Interview time. I got a million dollars of watches here. Can we have a fucking interview? <laughs> like, sorry for the cursing. No, no one, no one cares about your watches, but the charity, but, but, but this, if, you know, if, if we can manage to get network effect and, uh, like I said, I think we've already got network effect. We got 34,000 people in the chat room. I've only got 25,000 in the hex chat room. I think it's blowing up, man. Wait till people get free. The biggest airdrop in the world. They're going to get addicted. Oh, you like, you like, uh, paid on ETH? Well, you want cheaper paid? Cause I bet you might be able to make more gains on cheaper paid. There's a huge value proposition there. Maybe unless 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 we uh, you can nuke one side, sure, yeah. Well, huh? We, 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 exactly. You can nuke either it's side, gonna, yeah. Gonna come, yeah. It's well, it's gonna come. It's gonna come down to the project uh, management to decide, especially if the project, yeah, which which one, or if they want to somehow try sure. to figure out how to yeah. accept how to accept both. Yeah. Um, but that, that's what I'm saying. If there's network effect, if there's a max mass exodus from Ethereum, uh, you know, which we saw that on BSC, and, and which goes to show you that that people like <clears throat> Bitcoin. Uh, I think Bitcoin has secured its place as at least a digital gold. Uh, there's just no competitors even close to it. Um, but from but from a smart contract, Ethereum has 20 percent the market cap, doesn't it? That's pretty close. No, Ethereum uh, was a two x well, away from flipping it, actually. Ethereum was only but a 2x. Go ahead. But what I'm saying is that is that uh, there's like a there's a, a diehard loyalty to Bitcoin. Um, and, and people I think people thought that about Ethereum as well until BSC came around. And then yeah. we saw a mass exodus from Ethereum to BSC because there was no loyalty to Ethereum. It was just yep. the only game in town. Yep. Um, I, I don't feel like that's true about Bitcoin, for example. And this is why I've been so bullish on the Polkadot ecosystem because uh, I, I thought that we definitely needed a, a layer one solution that, that made sense and that was built to be future-proof. 
uh, which I, I, so I don't, I don't agree with the people that think that um, Ethereum is is uh, ha- has secured its place nope. as the smart contract. I agree. Platform. There's no way. Yeah. It's a multi-chain so, world now. One inch operates on multi-chain. Etherscan.io operates on multi-chain. There's a BSC scan. There's a some other scan. Uh, everybody's doing multi-chain. Hacks is now going to be multi-chain. So we are a multi-chain world now. Period. Most of most of Bitcoin scaling is on Ethereum. The majority of layer two transactions for Bitcoin are on Ethereum. It's crazy. It's like, hey, Bitcoin guys, guess what? There's more cool stuff happening on Bitcoin on Ethereum. You can lend it. You can trade it. You can <laughs> you, you can do a lot of stuff with it there that you cannot do on your dinosaur network. It's so funny. They just don't listen. It's crazy. Because I teach, but they don't listen. How long have you been, uh, like, when did you first get this idea for Pulse? Vitalik fucked us. I love Vitalik. He gave $4 million to the Sense Foundation in 2017. He gave $4 million to them only a couple months ago. He writes free open source software, very intelligent blog posts. But he fucked us on the gas. So they preemptively optimized something to screw half the users and benefit the other half. And so if you're an interesting application that uh, needed to read from disk to do game business logic and game theory, like rewarding stakers, the cost to load data from the disk in Ethereum went up by 12-fold since Hex was first conceptualized. In the last fork, they raised the gas costs for Hex stakers by 2.6-fold in the last fork. What are you doing, man? You can't do that. You can't raise our cost 2.6x for a laugh. Oh, well, we're preventing this attack vector where someone could have a reduced cost to DDoSing the network by using these blocks structured in this way. You're like, no, 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 no. You don't preemptively screw your users so that they might not get screwed by somebody else. You wait till somebody else tries to screw them and then roll out what you have to. You don't preemptively screw us to try and say you're protecting us. So he, he right 2.6 our gas. And so people were looking at their end stakes on the Ethereum network and they're like, so it's going to cost $1,600 to end a stake now? That's not okay. You want to on-ramp somebody? You want them to trade their coin for, uh, for Hex on Uniswap? Oh, that's going to be $300. Oh, you want to send your Hex somewhere? That'll be like 100 bucks. Nope. Nope, 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 nope. None of that's okay. So even without the S-load increases, it was not okay. And then with the S-load gas cost increases, it's like, nah, man, I'm forking the network. We're done. I told you since the beginning, we're going to use Ethereum. It's going to be awesome until it's not. And when it starts to suck, we're going to fork it. And we forked it. That's it. I'm not going to pay $100 to send it hex. It's not. So when, so when did you, <clears throat> when was the, the, uh, the light? A couple months ago. When, Just a couple months couple. ago. Yeah. Yeah. I don't I don't think I don't think this is a four month old I mean look, I don't have a good head for time. Like I I'm just so busy working I don't I don't know like what day it is usually. That's why I have a day on my watch. Um this one. And actually this one. So it it's like maybe four months old, maybe five months old. You can see when the chat room was created, I guess. Like scroll up to the first post inside PulseChain.com. Or look when the domain was registered. Do you have any idea the the estimated throughput 
Um, I would just use they, I would use uh, the lower of Matic and BSC just for a safe bound because we're using we're all using Gath and we're all bound by the EVM transaction um, processing speed, and so we're all going to have similar throughput. That will diverge if we do some of those uh, tricks I was showing you, but that's totally which, irrelevant until you fill up. Once is, you fill up, it matters. Which is what? How many TPS? I mean, I've heard estimates on uh, BSE of like two or three hundred TPS compared to the seven that Ethereum does. Yeah. So it's so this is not so so it's so, so it's really like it's it's really like thirty times faster than Ethereum, not four, because I'm just measuring. I just gave you the four because that's just from block speed, but by block yeah. size, you're getting a whole bunch more. So I, I would say that we're going to so have at not, least as much as as BSE. Yeah. So, so two hundred TPS to be probably. Innovative. So there's still going to have to be innovation. Uh, it doesn't matter how much innovation you do. Bots will come and fill it up if it's profitable to do so. Like Matic was being arbed to death by people performing like one cent profitable arbs because their gas fees were so low. And now their blockchain is absolutely gigantic. So you're, you're infinite demand for free storage. So every blockchain that has adoption will have a price that increases. And it's just a question of how many years you get until you fill out. No matter what. Period. I don't care what what you're doing. Now we have I have other tricks up my sleeve, but I don't want to tell you what they are because I don't want to see anyone else use them. So I have, I have another I have another trick that'll get us like another four X without having to do any code changes. Might have gave away too much there. <laughs> but you're, I mean, it's not the right thing to focus on. Like price performance matters more. Price performance matters infinitely more than blockchain throughput because you have a bunch of empty blockchains right now. Who cares? You want to go do cheap transactions? You can go do them on every blockchain because every blockchain is empty except two. There's only two blockchains that are filled up. Maybe BSC is filling up actually. Maybe Matic is filling up actually. So maybe there's four full blockchains now. But that's it. Every other blockchain is totally empty. So price performance matters more than, than throughput. Yeah, because everyone's trying to reinvent the wheel. Um, and so We're so not. You, so you're... We're giving I you an extra wheel. <laughs> I know. I know. That's what I'm saying. But it's smart. It's smart. Yeah, it's very smart. I mean, um, that's, you know, I, I've, I've worked with other layer ones like Hathor, for example. And, you know, I'm speaking to another one right now, uh, Parallel Chain. And, but every time you, know, you do it, that crap, you're going like, to lose so much money finding out where the bugs are, man. Hey, it's new only, code. Great. Then you got new only, bugs. Not only that, but there's been so much infrastructure built up around the Ethereum network that people people use these things on the Ethereum network. It's not like I just use one thing, right? I'm I'm, right. I'm all over the place on the Ethereum network, yeah. and so you you need to be able to access that. And I think just being able to use MetaMask is so important. You don't have to install yeah. a new wallet. You don't have to make new keys. No new keys. Yeah. Your existing yeah. keys work. Yes, it's yeah. so good. It's so yeah. good. It, it just works. Uh, you change one setting and yeah. you're golden. I think, um, okay, what, what, are, what what's going to be the the biggest criticism uh, that you get for this? What, what, are, what are people, like, I'm sure you've already gotten it. Like, what, what are people saying? Centralization. And you're like, okay, well, EOS has 21 nodes. How's it working? It's working okay. All right, how many nodes actually matter in the Ethereum and Bitcoin networks? Only the mining ones. I don't think so. Um, Maybe they have some gambling stuff, but I don't gamble, so I don't know about it. Um, and then you're like, all right, how many actual mining pools are there in cryptocurrency? How many Bitcoin mining pools actually mine all the blocks? Like four, five? Because there's really four or five servers that actually matter. 
Yeah, that's what's up. Okay, and Ethereum too? Yeah, actually Ethereum too. Yeah. And then how many and how many nodes are there in BSC? Twenty one. And how many nodes are there in uh, you know Matic? I think that's like ultra omega super centralized. It's not people focus on the wrong things. And if it's and the answer to these is okay, well, if those mining pools start to act funky, people will switch off of them. Yes, they would. And if the government starts kicking in doors to node operators, well, then I bet people just decentralize that more. And you're like, okay, we're going to reduce throughput and we're going to have 3,000 nodes. Good job kicking the doors in, guys. No one cares. You know, so it's like if you, if pre optimization is the root of all evil, to quote Donald Muth, and you, you need to, you need to not make things, you need users more than you need throughput. You only need throughput if you have users and you don't start over optimizing for throughput when you're not, you fix the problems you have. You don't fix the problems you don't have, because if you do fix the problems you don't have, you won't have the, the ability to fix the other real problems that you didn't know that were going to pop up. And so you, you have to efficiently use your resources and, 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 you know, building your own wallet instead of just using MetaMask puts you behind market what a year. Put, building your own servers instead of letting Intel build the chips puts you behind like a decade. You're like, no, you use the things that you're supposed to use to be efficient. You know, we're not building our own CPUs. We're not building our own motherboards. We're not building our own firmware. We're not writing our own software code. We're not going to invent like a new Go language. It's so you use the parts of the stack that are ready and waiting for you so you can choose your level of abstraction and kill at that level and then do the next thing, you know? So I do, so look at my, look at my perspective. I built hex, which is in my opinion, the superior value storage and price appreciation application that's ever existed. So now I've got the app. Now I've got the network to run it on two parts left fiat on ramps and MetaMask replacement. And then I've got a locked in circular ecosystem where everyone else can go die. Bitcoin. What's that? I've never heard of it. We don't care about it. People come in on our fiat on ramp. They use our network. It runs amazing and we don't have to hear any crap about drama or stupidity about anything anywhere else. We live in the dream. We live on fantasy Island where it's a, a constant orgasm all day long. We're so close to that. So we've got the app, we've got the network. I've already got an exchange license I've applied for in 50 days. I guess we get a, an answer as to whether they say yes or no. Unfortunately, it's not in the States. So I have to work on that. Um, and then just MetaMask replacement. And that's actually not that hard. If you look at what MetaMask actually does, it's, it's not that hard. So I'll probably just hire a team of guys over the next, I think I gotta wait till this phase is over. Um, I think within the next 30 days, I can just start hiring spree to do a MetaMask replacement. And, uh, you know, probably I've already got a guy kind of working on the MMM fork, but I need to check in with them. Yeah, we're, we're taking over. Like we're not, we're not dealing with middlemen any longer. It's disgusting. I'm in crypto for censorship resistance and permissionless innovation. And these gatekeeping pieces of trash disgust me. I'm out here saving everyone's lives, funding the research that will save them and their families. And they're demonizing me. I'm the guy that calls the tops and they're demonizing me while well, they're calling for million dollar Bitcoin. I'm telling people to be safe. And it's just crazy upside down world out there that, that guys that get you to trade in and out of coins and get beat up, get you to margin trade and lose all your money. Those guys get listened to and say bad things about me, the giving tree of crypto, free self-help books, free self-help videos, free coins. I can't give anymore. I can't give anymore. And I want my respect now. It's time. Some people respect. Kyle's like, what's going on here? 
Yeah, yeah man. I'm not uh, fucking around. I'm here to take over, man. I, know, I am I not fucking around. Not. Who's got more money than me or skill than me? Who's a better marketer than me? Who's a better debater than me? Nobody. Who's got more uptime than me? Nobody. Who's got a better logo? Nobody. Who's got a better domain name? Nobody. <laughs> it's done. It's over. We're taking over the shit. People don't have to endure so, the suck anymore. So what? So tell me about the tell me about the um, the upgradeability. At, you know, if there's how does how do uh, future upgrades get put into uh, into Pulse? Well, you know, the validators just have to side channel decide what they're going to do to their specific node, and if it, a, a quorum of them decides to do it, then that's what happens. The same thing occurs in Ethereum. The same thing occurs in Bitcoin. The nodes just emergently decide what they're going to do. So just like block, just like the gas limit increases, Vitalik didn't say, go make gas higher. No, the, the right. you know, they did it on their own. So it's the same thing. Social consensus. All blockchains in the end are socially enforced networks. So the same social enforcement that lets you believe that the one ticker symbol is the only real ticker symbol, that is the same enforcement you use to decide on gas limit increases. But once again, I think that's the least of our concerns. I think I think our primary concern is on-ramping users. And then if we start to fill up, great, we're switching out the database. Great, we're switching out the node infrastructure, you know, like. So are you, are you is it, is it, are you, are you decentralized from day one? You, yeah. You're removing the admin keys? There are no admin keys. There's no admin keys yeah. ever. There never were any to remove. There's no admin keys in Hex. There's no admin keys in Pulse. There'll never be admin keys in anything that I do unless there absolutely has to be. Like when I do a stable coin, when it has a bank account, that's going to have to have an admin key because the government will be like, yeah, seize this money or we'll kill you. And you're like, all right, well, I don't want to get killed. So I guess I'll seize the money, you know, but everything else, I don't like that. So I don't believe in an admin key anywhere at all, except a fiat bank stable coin where you just have to. But you're, but you're making some, you're making some, uh, you're making some significant changes to the Ethereum network and, and launching a mainnet all like from, from inception until mainnet, mm -hmm. we're talking about what, eight, nine well, months. I mean, look, a lot inception. of this, a lot of this work is done because BSC already did it for us. So for instance, this idea that you could just fork Ethereum and it works really good. Mm -hmm. Didn't know that would actually work. Thanks BSC. Thanks for the heads up. The idea of that thing that makes you reward the smallest validator that like to prevent the winner take all thing that's directly from BSC. The, um, the size, like the validator set size and the throughput estimates, that's all from BSC. Now we're going to learn a little bit more once we're on our own public test net here this week or next, but they've already, we already know what works and what doesn't work because they've shown it to us. So like we know that with enough users, the Uniswap info is going to be the first thing that goes down because it can't scale. So their Uniswap info has problems. So we learn from that, you know, and we can prepare for that. So like a, a lot, most of this homework was done by BSC and we made it better because they use two chains and we use one chain. And so we had to write our own validator rotation code. We had to write our own staking code. We had to write our own staking front end. And now we've only got one chain of attack surface instead of two and we burn where they don't. And so it's, it's better and it's awesome, but we definitely have, uh, benefited from their work for sure. What, what is it? What is a two chain model in BSC? I'm not, well, BSC know. doesn't have a native token. BSC uses BNB as their native token and BNB yeah. lives on another chain. 
And so when you want to become a validator for BSC, you got to mess around on the BC chain. So there's two chains. There's Binance chain and Binance smart chain. Binance yeah. chain is Tendermint Cosmos and Binance smart chain is a fork of Ethereum. And so they why use they just, this. Why don't, why don't they just get rid of the, the, the BC chain and that the, the, there's no, no one right. using it for anything. Well, I think they use it for a lot of stuff. It's integrated with their wallets and stuff. You know, it's, they do use that in, in their ecosystem, but it was a kludgy, it was a kludgy hack for them to want to pump the BNB price to make that the native token of BSC. And then now it has twice the attack surface. And so to pump BNB, they basically made a less secure network. We don't have that problem. We're just making the native token, the native token. So it's, mm -hmm. it's just better. The, the thing that BNB will continue to have for a while, probably a year or two, probably two years, um, is just, they've got more users and they've got more like coins exchanging versus each other. And they've got, yeah. you know, so that they do have an advantage there, but how high is the BSC price or like how high is the BNB price compared to launch? Yeah. seems like getting things when they first launch, it works out really well for people. So <laughs> would you rather, you know, I think there's going to be more opportunity in Pulse than there's going to be in BSC. BSC actually even has a little bit higher fees now. <laughs> I think you're paying like 20 cent transactions on BSC now, I think, which is crazy because that would be considered very expensive two years ago in Ethereum. <laughs> you know, like, and they have higher throughput. They have, you know, 200 times higher throughput or not 200, but uh, 20 X higher throughput. And sorry, are, are you having, uh, is, are your, um, block times the same as BSC yeah. or faster? Yep. Same. Same. Yep. same. So we have more validators, not because it's particularly, uh, important, but just because it looks cooler. So we have 33 instead of 21 and 33 is my favorite number. But there's no, like we could have 15 and it would probably be fine, you know? So the, the, some of these numbers are just, they're parameters that aren't that important. So do you, like- do you, do, you, do you yet have like a leaderboard of the biggest- uh, Not yet. We gotta wait people. for public testnet. You gotta wait for public testnet. We have, a, we have a leaderboard for sacrificing. We have that. So if you go to uh, Pulse that, that the, lead- that mm -hmm. theoretically should be then the the people who are potentially the the, the most viable candidates for yeah like, sure validity. yeah no. I mean but people can delegate their stakes so that could go any which way who knows but yeah you could look at pulselead.xyz and that just shows the Ethereum network but that's the majority of the the sacrifices anyway so uh and and um and a validator can be can be anonymous anybody. right yeah. you you can be a, anybody that wants to be a validator can be. You will have to run a server. You will have to have good uptime. If you have downtime, you will lose money. So for most people, I think delegating their stake to somebody else is going to be a superior value proposition because you can't lose money like that. They can't steal your coins like is happening in ETH 2.0. This, this project is so good, man. I'm very excited, very excited because it's happening so fast. I'm not used to stuff happening this fast. Usually code is a nightmare. Usually code never it takes so long. The fact that this is already done is like, I barely believe it. It's, it's too good to be true. It's crazy. Yeah. I have the right it, team. I just have a better team now. So I got lucky. It is, it is, it is happening. It, it is extremely fast for, yeah. for a layer one mainnet, but like it makes sense when you, when you bring into the, the fact that like, um, you're really not. A lot of the work was already done. Yeah. 
A lot yeah. of the work was already done. I mean, the most hard part about software design is deciding what you're going to do. Actually doing it is less hard. And so having a lot of these design decisions, just we know that they're good and they work, it made life so much easier. Because you just sit in analysis paralysis otherwise, you know? Like, should it be five-second blocks or four-second blocks or three? And then you could spend months just on that question, and yeah. it's dumb. You should just pick one, run with it, and then learn from the network while it's running. And you can just fix it later. You can just fix that later. It's not a big deal. And we already know it's good because BSC uses it. So have you sacrificed some uh, I never some talk coins? about my coins, but you can do all the chain analysis you want. And uh, I, I don't think you're going to see anything interesting in there. No. Uh, you, you, no. You would, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty sure that you're smart enough to not let yourself be docs anyway on chain analysis. Hey, the sacrifice phase is not yet over. So there's still five days left. If you want to support medical research or free speech, time's running out. Timers on pulsechain.com. I'll go look real quick and see how much time there's left. And, and what, and what, and, uh, so explain to me the after five days. Four days and 13 hours. I'm quoting you bad a, numbers. This is, basically a, this is basically a pre-sale of sorts. Not a sale. This is a pre, whatever you, you want to call it. What happened? What, what, what's it? What, after, like, and you, you haven't established a total supply yet. I'll, either, I'll, I'll work right? this. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you the, the timeline. Okay. Disclaimer, you must have no expectation of profit from the work with others. This is not a sale. You're supporting free speech or charity. That's it. You will get points. People can airdrop free stuff to that list of people that got points. Cool. So one point equals one pulse currently. Mm -hmm. And if you get in earlier, the, you get more. If you get in later, you get less. And whoever has the most volume gets more. Whoever has the least volume gets less. Now that stops in one day and 13 hours. In one day, 13 hours, 41 minutes, the volume ranking goes away and there's just a flat bonus. bonus. Well, the, there's still a bonus, but it's flat instead of weighted by volume. So the volume ranking is still switching. People are doing different stuff and fighting each other to get higher rank, to shove other guys lower. So they get more coins in the top and the other guy gets less coins lower or the same coins, but lower. Um, so that ends in, in one day and 13 hours. So actually I should start telling people about that immediately. And, um, is, that, and is, that, is that based on, uh, on wallet address? So <clears throat> like, like, yeah, it's uh, wallet address and combines across wallet. chains. So if I, yeah. if, so if I had sent um, multiple different coins. From as long as the they're tied to the same wallet. address, you're fine. And it, from the same wallet on EVM networks, but crediting the same address on, so like with Bitcoin, we give you a unique address for each sacrifice. Right. And then we know that that sacrifice is tied to that address because only that address was given that unique thing. So, and then on some networks to support memos, you include your memo number and that memo is tied to your address. And we know that that gets the points. But then on, on EVM networks, we can just see on chain that this sent to this and then the thing that sent it gets the credit. So you can send from exchange with the memo or the unique address ones, but you cannot send from exchange on the EVM chains. You need to send from your own wallet. So if you're like sending from MetaMask, you need to send from your own wallet. And this is all on pulse.info. It's, it, it tells you that there. So what's, so what's interesting is in one day and 14 hours, basically it flips from a 2.5 X maximum bonus weighted by volume 
to a 1.7x, 1.75x flat. So if you were a very small guy and you weren't going to get a big bonus in the in the rankings, then you might get uh, more points for your USD val by waiting until this day and 14 hours has ticked over because you're going to get a 1.75x volume bonus, which might make up for the 5% uh, higher rate. So every day the rate goes up 5%. So I think it's, if you're a little fish, and this is, a, somebody published a spreadsheet. Um, if you go to t.me slash pulsechaincom, somebody did this wait, spreadsheet. Wait, 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 that again? If you go to t.me forward slash pulsechaincom, that's the chat room with 34,000 people in it. Pulsechaincom. Uh, okay. Yeah. They published a spreadsheet that says that if you're at this dollar value, you should wait till day 17 because the 1.75x flat bonus will exceed the 5% extra rate. But then like if you were putting in this amount, you're better off just jumping in into the ranking one. And it's like, I don't have those numbers memorized. I'd have to find the sheet. Should, you should, uh, I'm, it's a good sheet. I'm sure a, lot of, I'm sure a lot of people here are curious uh, to see that because I, I'm looking well, yeah. at the leaderboard. It's fucking ridiculous. You've got, um, you know, <laughs> people, people have thrown in the number one guy threw in almost $30 million. Um, I got to say, that doesn't make me unhappy. I'm okay with that. I bet it, I bet it doesn't, man. That's why <laughs> uh, 30 times the amount of watches that you have right now. And then one transaction. Well, the, and then one guy put in 10 million straight up from Coinbase and descends. So he's got to be in the leaderboard too. But that leaderboard just shows Ethereum. And there's only 18 million total on the Bitcoin side. And I, and I think maybe the largest sacrifice was like 100 Bitcoin maybe. I can't remember. I think it was 100. Maybe it was 4 million bucks maybe. It was like the biggest single sacrifice on the Bitcoin side. I mean, I published how to monitor that address. Like you install Electrum, you add the XPUB, you change the gap limit to a thousand and then you literally can watch the, the Bitcoin coming in in real time. And if you want to watch the Ethereum side or, I mean, any of the EVM chains are super easy. I mean, I published all these links like on my Twitter, twitter.com slash Richard Hartwin. You can watch the donations coming in and well, you can watch the donations on Sense Foundation if you go to their website and look up their addresses and you can watch the sacrifices that go into pulse.info using those addresses I published. And most of the most of the EVM chains are super easy because it's the same address. So Matic, BSC, and Ethereum are all the same address for the Theta network. A new address was chosen because their their wallet ecosystem is a little shady. So different address for those dudes. So you, I know that you you said that the the total supply will be ten thousand times. It goes up as more people sacrifice. So originally the, the, the statement was that if the total supply wouldn't exceed 10,000, that we would inflate the supply to make sure that the, the, the Ethereum holders are diluted so they can't dump, um, but they still have enough to participate and love it. So you, you, you're going to have Pulse. If you're an Ethereum holder, you're going to have Pulse at launch. You're going to be able to participate. You're going to be able to move your coins to another address so they don't get taken back at the end of the freemium phase, but you're not going to be able to dump the price because you don't have crap of the supply. You have less than one ten thousandth of the supply. And, and you know, I, I'm really cheap with handing out free coins because you know Hex went up 4,000x in price in a year and a half. And so even if you would dilute somebody by 10,000x, it still ends up being a lot of money. You know, People that free claimed with their Bitcoin are up 10% on their Bitcoin stack. That's a lot, man. Being up 10% on your Bitcoin stack is a lot. So I'm real careful with handing out free money, real careful. 
Um, you know, I'm not going to reward people for being apathetic. And then one day they discover they've got millions of dollars and they just dump it on you. They didn't even participate. They, they weren't even part of the community. You know, that's no, not going to reward that. We punish that. You get nothing. You ignore the good thing. You get punished. Um, and so right, right now, right now, um, it's going to have a very high I, supply. I mean, it's going to have like 10,000 times the Bitcoin. It's, it's just do the math for each pulse you're getting for each dollar. You're getting 10,000 pulse or no 10,000 points in each fuck. I can't remember this. It's at it's, least 10,000 times yeah, Ethereum like, right now for sure. And then as more people sacrifice, that number goes up. So we're going to have a very, very high supply, which have as a very low unit price by design. But, 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 but do you have any, anything that, that will, that seems very general in the, the total supply. I mean, it, it wouldn't, it wouldn't make sense. Well, infl it inflates, it can be inflated 1% for the dude that can just do whatever he wants with it. The waste his money, dude, it can inflate. My estimate is two and a half percent to equalize the automated market pairs. And the way that I did that math is that 5% of total ETH supply is in wrapped ETH and wrapped ETH is what is used for all of the automated market makers. And so just assuming that all the only reason anyone ever wraps their ETH is because they want to use it in these automated market maker things, then you have to fix those supplies. And because Uniswap functions as a square, you only need a square root of five, which is about 2.25. <laughs> so it, we just need to inflate the supply. <laughs> Come on, man. Like you just, it's, I think it has to inflate it's, an extra two and a half percent to equalize the market. You're going to pull the number out of your ass again. Like, like, what, 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 there's, there's, don't you think, don't you think it's important that, like, uh, that we would establish kind of what the supply? No, but I, we, I'm telling you very specifically, it's, it's almost yeah. entirely based on the amount that's sacrificed. And the only very small changes other than that are the one percent, which is known. And the two and a half percent, which has a little bit of float because we're just using it to equalize the automated market pairs. When Uniswap fork launches on Pulse, it's severely mispriced because the supply of Pulse is 10,000 times larger than Ethereum was. So somebody has to go and fix those. And if you let anybody do it, then the guy who gets to do the first transaction makes all the money and nobody else does. And then what are you going to do? Auction that off or just since everything's launching at zero, don't worry about it or or the smarter idea in my head is you have a bot do it and then that bot puts liquidity somewhere else and then no one can stop the game from being played. So let's say the paid network for fun doesn't like uh, P-Paid and they want to stop the game from being played and not support it on the front end and stuff. That's fine. But they're still going to be paid on an ERC-20 network over here. And so there's still going to be a derivative value estimate of your project because your token with its ticker is going to be on an automated market maker on Pulse, whether you like it or not, you literally can't stop it. And so whether you want to support the Pulse network or not, people are going to be able to speculate on the value of paid in that automated market maker, even if the only relationship is a light in name alone one. And so that the ability for people to not be able to stop the game from being played, Unless they just straight up have admin keys and like USDC and USDT have, they can just make it so the transfers don't work anymore. But for everybody else that just has like lighter admin keys, like maybe you just control the front end, but, but you can't just mint new coins. Actually, I think you can mint new coins. <laughs> I think that was the last bug what happened. But, but in general, no, no, like no, no. it was different. It wasn't that you can't All mint right. new coins. It's, it's, no. um, but, uh, but 
So I'm just saying that I have got a mechanism in here. So I've got two little tricks up my sleeve here. One is the people that had liquidity are not going to be able to pull it to stop the game from being played because when this network launches, they're going to be missing some of it because it's going to be replaced with Pulse. So they're, they're going to get more Pulse and they're going to get less of their PRC20 and that PRC20 harvest is going into an AMM. AMM. So no one can stop the game from being played except whoever has those LP keys. They could, but the old LPs can't. And then the other trick is I can help reduce Ethereum's load or I can fuck Ethereum. If I want to reduce Ethereum's load, I single band make the primary uh, bridge PLS, and then we do all the arbing on this side. But if I want to screw Ethereum, I open up wideband one pair per pair and go check out the O notational scaling on trying to arb 10,000 new coins and 10,000 new pairs. Go figure out what that does and whose network fills up first. So if people don't want to be friendly, then I can wideband the ARB and basically the ETH network will fill up and we won't. And then they're, they'll be harmed and we'll probably be benefited. Now, I don't want to do that. I want to do it the friendly way. And it also adds more value to Pulse if it's the bridge, you know. So I would like to have the primary bridge as Pulse and not open up a bunch of ERC, PRC20 bridges. But if I get fucked with, then I will do it the harder way and their, their network will be harmed. So there, I have interesting things I can do. What can you, uh, I don't understand. I'm just, I was just trying to look at hacks for a second here. Mm -hmm. And like, uh, how do we, how does one is the, the, the market cap, uh, doesn't, doesn't show up at all in coin gecko coin market cap. Uh, it shows on coin market cap. Uh, Type no, hex into your search bar. No, on CoinGecko no, no, doesn't. No, no, yeah, the market, mm -hmm. the market cap is not there on CoinGecko. Mm -hmm. But on on Coin uh, Coin market cap, I'm a little bit confused mm -hmm. because it says that your market cap is is uh, it, it would theoretically put you at um, the the it would put you at right around mm -hmm. uh, just under Dogecoin as far as your. Well, $22 billion. Is that, is that, let me they're... tell you, let me tell you a little story about con market crap. So let's go on page three of coin market cap, mm -hmm. coin market cap. I never go to the site. I, I don't like it either. Okay. Now let's go to page three. Okay. Maybe, uh, here maybe we go. Let me, let me, maybe, maybe let me share my screen so people can follow along here. Sure. Yeah, coin archicap. All right, let's see. I'm on page page three. Okay, then we're then yeah, let me let me uh, yeah. People can see it. Cool. So you see how hex is number one here. See number two hundred one. Let's yeah. Let's click it. Let's click hex. Okay. Let's scroll down to the price chart. <laughs> okay. Now. This is the best price chart in cryptocurrency. The only chart that I know better than this one is the hex share price chart, which is even better than this. No matter how good this price chart does, the rank never changes from 201. It's locked there forever. Isn't that weird? Why? Because they're not good at their job. They are not telling you the truth. They're not telling you what the circulating supply is. They are not ranking by market cap and they're not just screwing hex. They're screwing other coins too. And I'm going to show you those coins as well. So coin market cap being a bunch of lying pieces of trash and literally lying to people 
and not ranking things by their market cap as though their name entails, it's disgusting. And what do they do instead? They sell advertisements to margin trading platforms to get you to lose all your money. They sell advertisements to scams to get you to lose all your money. And they rank scams that go to zero, like yams. That's what they do. So they actively harm users and they're owned by an exchange. An exchange that, by the way, surprise, just changed their withdrawal limits to 30x lower than they used to be. So if you didn't yeah. send CZ your selfies and your hostage videos, you now have 30x less withdrawal per day. If you can get your money out at all, and I know people that cannot get their money out. CZ and Binance literally is keeping people's money hostage and not letting it out. And where I come from, that's called stealing. And I've seen it with my own eyes and I know people it's happening to. It's disgusting. It makes me very, very angry. So let's look at this piece of crap website, this piece of trash that the sure. CZ bought. Sure. Share your screen. I'll, I'll, I'll I can't share mine. I can't share mine. Why? OPSEC, bro. What am I going to do? Close 50,000 tabs? <laughs> what if I got porn yeah. on here, mate? I'm not, I'm not sharing my screen. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so, now, so let's go down the list here, okay? Number 203, right. wrapped BNB. Now, BNB is literally a Binance product, and CoinMarketCap is owned by Binance. This chart doesn't look so good. This, this BNB chart looks a little shitty. So why wouldn't wrapped BNB be up there? I mean, who's doing the wrapping? I don't even know who's wrapping this, but I wouldn't be surprised if it was somebody in the, in the BNB ecosystem. This probably belongs on the first page. The Fay protocol. The Fay protocol literally raised a billion dollars, a billion. They got a billion dollars of Ethereum put into their protocol. You can't get more legit than that, homie. You cannot get more legit than that. Explain to me why this is on page three. It doesn't belong on page three. I mean, the number, oh, like, they oh, straight they suck at their job. CoinMarketCap lies for a living. Go to their website and look. The facts are right in front of you. No, I know, but why, why, what is their logic or what is the reason, what are they telling they, They're just like, uh, get listed more places that have more fake volume. We're listed on five of their data partners or three of their data partners, by the way. They don't give a shit. It's a joke. There's just one guy over there just decides what gets in and what don't. It's absolute centralized gatekeeping garbage that does active harm to users. And they've had how many years to fix this? How many years to fix this? While they list things that harm users all day long. Disgusting. CoinGecko founders are a piece of shit too, just for the record. They, have, they list and promote so many rug pulls that they literally have to put a rug pull warning at the top of their pages. That's how disgusting their site is. CoinGecko is disgusting. CoinMarketCap's disgusting. Nomics actually does a good job filtering out the fake volume. So if you go to nomics.com, it shows more accurate ranking with all that fake crap volume. Here's how fake volume's created. Here's the bid, here's the ask, here's the bid-ask spread, and then a bot comes along and for free, because it doesn't pay any fees, goes, ha 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 ha, look at all the volume, look at all the volume in between the bid-ask spread. I'm not actually hitting anyone's bids or ask, no one's actually making or losing any money, but look, there's all this volume right here in the middle, because there's no fees. How is this good for the world, man? It's terrible. And I'm the only guy talking about it. I'm the only guy telling the truth about it. But these scumbags, they're, they're getting all the eyeballs from Google. It just blows my mind how misled people are. They sheep, they live with these blinders on. They don't know what's really going on. And I have to punch through and take the blinders off and actually educate everybody. It's insane. How does CoinMarketCap get away with this? These, even if... It, the coin market cap is accurately showing the, the, the price chart. So thank God for that. 
Okay? At least that's correct. But everything else is wrong. The total supply is wrong. The circulating supply is wrong. The market cap is wrong. The ranking is wrong. And they're not just doing that to us. They're doing, us, doing this to a ton of coins. I am the one that got wrapped Bitcoin on the front page of CoinMarketCap by letting them know, hey, guys, publicly, why are you putting this on page three? What's wrong with you people? There's billions and billions of dollars of real value here. Why don't you do your job right? I am the one that got wrapped Bitcoin on the front. And I'm not doing that for these other ones because why would I help them when they're just going to leave us screwed? It's just insane to me. That's opportunity, by the way. Why is these gates open? How many people will know about hacks that don't know about it now? How many people right now are just figuring out, oh, it wasn't a scam after all. It was the best thing ever invented. People are just now starting to figure that out and change their tunes. They're just now starting to figure it out. We're pre-viral. We're not on the, any big exchanges. We're not on any of the front page of any coin market cap sites. Just nomics.com. And I guess coin paprika and coin ranking and trading view and ether scan. Okay, those ones were where we belong. But on CoinGecko and CoinMarketCap, we're not. That's fine. Guess um, out of Nigeria, I think, when you know, who's doing like micro lending, and uh, and they they came to me initially, uh, like to help them out and wanted to launch on our launchpad, and and um, they literally copied our like one pager token metrics identically. The only difference is they put like a green filter over it, uh, and like great guys, um, you know. But I just can't I can't imagine, especially considering I've never seen the project uh, talked about anywhere that, that they have a $1.7 billion market. There is a lot of then, fake garbage on page three too, brother. The good yeah. things are the minority. But guess what? If you're a DJ, do you play garbage music or do you curate it? You curate yeah. it. Well, then why don't these coin market crap sites do some curation so that users don't have to lose all their money over and over and over and over and over and over and over again because of the garbage that they promote? Do you know how many people Hex could have saved had they been involved in Hex instead of the rug pulls? Hundreds of thousands of people. But these scum make money on promoting margin trading and rug pulls. It's disgusting. Disgusting. Now, who do, who do you think these margin platforms fear the most? Hex. Because why? We save the users from being victimized by them because they can't trade and get beat up by fees and get chopped up by the market maker because they're locked in. Delayed gratification. We are the cure. So I don't know, but they're screwing other people that aren't the cure too. So, I mean, Faye was a very stupid project that it was a stable coin that 100% entirely did not work and they had to give up on it. And they're like, yeah, we'll turn all the game theory off. It was like, oh, oops. Like, yeah, it was a dumb idea to start with. It was, it was like exploited at launch as, as so many things in crypto are. You're like, wow, crazy. So, so where do you where do you, where do you go from here, Richard? What, what what's the, what's the plan? I mean, this was a <clears throat> quite a, quite uh, and it's and and, and it's great um, that you did it. I mean, it's always good to work smart, not work extremely hard. Um, and this was obviously something that Don't was worry. smart. Don't worry, still a little hard. Not, <laughs> little little hard, but it's but it's not a it's not a, a six hundred million dollar uh, hard worth of hard work. It's a it's a was smart, Bitcoin. It's a, Bitcoin was written by one guy, and the code was done before the white paper was released. Yep. It seems no to have idea. done all right. It's a trillion dollars. I know. It's one guy. Code wasn't that good. And you could do timing analysis as well, like when he was and awake. Was and So, like, it, that's a trillion dollar idea that one guy wrote, and he wasn't even a good coder. WhatsApp was a billion dollar idea or more, and they had 40 total devs. 
So this idea that you can make absolutely insane, amazing changes in the world by just turning the right screws, but knowing where those screws are, it's mm-hmm. a big deal. It's a big deal. Yes. So what, so what, so what? One more uh, thing, one more thing. That, so it gets framed like, ah, you made too much money for too little work. But in fact, it's the opposite. Making a lot of money with little work means you have little overhead, which means you have little negative price externality. Look at Zcash. Zcash price is doomed and has been doomed for years. Why? Because they got a building of 80 guys doing something. And apparently their burn per year is 80 million per year. Where do you think that 80 million per year comes from? Dumping the price, brother. Yeah. And so what do you, which would you rather th- own? The thing that operates perfectly and functionally with no overhead or the thing that people pretend to be making progress and burn 80 million a year and doom it to where no one will ever buy it except at a loss. So being efficient is the key. No, ex- no negative externalities is the key. Making it so miners don't have to dump the price every 10 minutes to destroy the environment is the key. I'm out here making things better and it works. So what's, what's next? Well, specifically what's next is we get our public test net up this week or next week. The sacrifice phase ends in four days. The, the volume ranking ends in one day and 12 hours, something like that. The, uh, then once those are complete, we can do the hard work of time, trying to time weight these things. And if the time waiting is too hard, we just won't do it. But we're going to try and time weight it. Because like things that are publicly traded and have margin trading already, they've got time-weighted feeds that they use to liquidate people. So those are easy to pull. But there's a lot of coins that don't have time-weighted feeds, and then you either have to create them manually or just not do them. And hopefully we can get them. But if it's too much work, we'll just use the not time-weighted one. And then that creates a sacrifice set. And then front ends get built against the test net. Go to hex.com, maybe paid, Uniswap and whoever else wants to come along. I've gotten a lot of calls. A lot of people are interested a lot, particularly launch pads. I think the most popular type of crypto business that's been approaching me are launch pads. They really love it. Um, so sacrifice set gets created. Testnet gets tested. People build their front ends. We set a date for mainnet lodge. Boom. World's largest airdrop. And we're off to the races. That's, yeah. that's what's short term. And then, yeah, sure, exactly. So I'm, I'm thinking, I'm asking, I guess my question Long is term? more about, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I still got this crypto domination thing going. Hiring spree is the next step. I've got great guys now. I need more great guys to, to do some of these other things I need to do. Like, there's a lot of cool stuff that needs done. Like, we should have our own one-inch replacement. I'm sending a lot of users to MetaMask. MetaMask is making a lot of money. I'm sending a lot of users to one-inch. One-inch is making a lot of money. That's fine, but we can do these things too. So why don't we do them, you know, um, the medicine. So I got a book that I don't even promote. It's called SciVive. You can go to t.me slash SciVive and get it. It's free. It's awesome. It tries to create more people like myself that want to make the world a better place. I teach you how to get rich. I teach you how to write ads. I teach you how to hire. I teach you how to dress. I teach you how to get laid. I teach you why your girlfriend's mad at you when she's on her period and why your butt has hair on it. I literally teach you everything. And spell this S S C I V I V E. Yeah. You wrote wrote it. Yeah, I wrote it. And there's another one called fix the world, but you know, it's not as edited as well or at all. So, but they're both good. So, so there's a, there's, so like, um, you know, 
right now we're at House of Dow. I don't know if, if you heard about this at all, right? We're building a you know world's first blockchain crypto village that's really focused on you know systems innovation. How do we make the world a better place? You know, starting, Austin. You know, what? No, I'm, in, I'm in Thailand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah. Thailand. You should come out. You should come out here, man. Um, there's a you know a lot a lot that uh, that we have in, in common as far as what what the goals and uh, values are and, and how to make you know, the world a better place, including you know I mean I don't want to die right so this is uh, there you go uh, anti anti aging regenerative medicine is a, is a yep. big one here at House Dow it's like in our ethos as far as as far as um, you know trying to build superhumans and and um, you know build disruptive technology and innovate um, so yeah that's great we're where, where so the uh, next is it, uh, the next step where you're at i never tell anybody i'm like i'm like the the super secret agent guy i don't don't need fanboys in person asking me for money it's already enough on the internet so like the uh the the next step so it's crypto sci-vive book to create more copies of myself where people have like interest and then the save your ass fund which invests in things that may save you or people like you and so my medical research and biotech, biotech is profitable, but it's usually profitable on stuff that's not going to help you. I'm not getting malaria. I'm not getting sickle cell anemia. Sorry, mm-hmm. I'm not. So I don't really have as much interest in funding progress in those areas as I do stuff that might save me or my parents or my kids. So why don't we do stuff that may save us? So you have a fund that is green fund, save the planet. You got a fund that's a vice fund, alcohol and tobacco and gambling. Okay, well, why don't we have a save your ass fund? And then people can chuck money and make yield into something that may end up saving their life in addition to making them rich. So book, save your ass fund, and then biotech accelerator, like Indie Bio out of uh, Cork, Ireland, who Billy Al, my good friend, runs. And then actual down at the very bottom, you got to choose something to fix and fix it. So you just really you, you get wider and then th- tighter and tighter and tighter. There's you ever you ever um, does the name the name Peter Nygaard read about ring a bell to you at all? No, no. He was so so. Uh, I met Peter Nygaard um, when he was sixty nine years old. I was at a I was at a um, the A four M American Academy of Anti Aging and Medicine conference mm-hmm. in Las Vegas. Um, when I met him, he was he was sixty nine years old. He he was he looks. 75 or 80 he was, you know overweight frail brittle hair skin but but his mother had just passed away from a heart condition and uh and he realized that he looked in the mirror and said holy shit i'm next and uh and this this guy was a you know he, he's a billionaire uh you know much much uh much like a, a hugh Hefner type of lifestyle with all of his girlfriends and extravagant and Flew his own, you know, seven thirty. It's custom made seven thirty seven around the world, and blah blah blah. Baller, <laughs> that's pretty baller. <laughs> Not too many um, of those guys. There's like the the guy from. Uh, there's one rock and roll dude. I can't remember what band he was in that flew his own like seven thirty seven. Then there was like Led Zeppelin had a plane for a while, and then yes, he, he, John Travolta's he got. I think John Travolta might have a Trump. An, Trump has so yeah. So I I started. I Tony Robbins been, has got one. Since I've been so passionate about um, anti-aging since like 18, uh, when I met him and his son at this anti-aging show, um, his friend's name is, well, I, I'll just leave him out of it because he, he's, he's disassociated himself with, the, with this guy. So anyway, I met, met his son. We, we became friends. Uh, eventually, he invited me over to one of, one of Peter's parties on Sunday. And like I, I tried to, I found out what he was doing. So at, at that show that I met him at, 
was his 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 journey into trying to not die, um, right? And and so he basically was trying to learn everything he could um, and accelerate the the rate at which we were doing science to figure out this problem that we're all this you know disease we're all born with of aging and dying, and uh, so I was really intrigued and, and did everything I could to try to get in his inner circle. But unless you were a hot chick or rich or a doctor, he didn't want to talk to you. So it took me like three or four times. Every time I saw him, I, I, I threw a quick snippet of something interesting in there to try to catch his attention to say, hey, like, I know what's going on, you know. Um, finally, I caught his attention by, by sharing something interesting um, and then started, uh, long story short, you know, after a lot of persistence, uh, you started working with him. Um, and so we, we did, we flew together on this jet um, around the world and basically uh, we would just follow up on leads if there was like some scientists in some like you know some small town in China or something that was working on something that potentially could be interesting we would fly out there and go meet the guy with our own scientists we, we review the research and you know make some decisions either this guy is a selling snake oil or had something very very interesting but uh, we, we couldn't tell the safety study the, the safety of it yet so maybe a bit more research was needed Maybe uh, the guy was maybe that maybe the um, some more uh, some more progress needed to be made, and the guy was underfunded. So maybe we'd form some type of like uh, fund the guy or whatever, and you know um, whatever it was. But if, if the if the products or treatments uh, that we were evaluating seemed like it had potential, but and, and it didn't seem like it could hurt you, uh, he would adopt it into his protocol. And so eventually we built a protocol, and we did extensive extensive testing all the time every single biological marker you can test we tested for and after some time after like the first year he it managed to increase telomere length by 30 percent and the second year increased telomere length by 30 percent and short telomeres and so it was it was like something remarkable and at, at every type of uh, marker that you could actually test for um he was able to to get them from what a doctor would tell you, yeah, you, that's your average sperm count for a 70-year-old man, or that's your average bone density for a 70-year-old man, that's your average you know, T-cell count. Able to get all of that stuff, all these results, back to what a doctor would say, yeah, that's, that's healthy for a 25-year-old. So the protocol that, that we had put together was actually working on a lot of different parts of his body for generating. Um, Good. So he, he, was, he was on the, the modern-day quest for the, you know, the modern-day Ponce de Leon, the, the, the quest for the fountain of youth. Um, I googled you know, him real quick, and it seems like he's gonna. Yeah, have he's to. in trouble right now. He's in trouble right now. So he's, a, he's, a, uh, he's going down. It um, looks like he's going to jail. Yeah. So it's weird. The, the, um, I don't. I never understood this. Like, I don't know what's up with really, really rich people going to jail for like sex stuff. Like, if you're just well, like a medium rich guy, you can have sex like pretty easy. Like, you don't. Like, why does everyone get so spicy with it? I don't get it. Well, Maybe. he he's, he's, he's it's about I think it's about it's about this um, obsession of power. It's it's, mm. it's it, this guy had to have he had to have new women all the time, and, and it was almost like uh, dominance or something like that, you know. And so he would have his girlfriends go look for other girlfriends. And he like, should just make a FetLife account and be done. <laughs> I don't know, man. Like none of those people on there are going to prison. I don't. <laughs> are they? I don't know. I, think, I don't have I an think account. That had a lot you know, like, you know, if imagine if uh, imagine this guy who's an egomaniac narcissist um, and then you're a girl and you say no to him, but he's always like chokes you out and rapes you or something. Like, all right. Yeah. yeah. Or, or slips, you, slips you something in your drink or whatever. He gives um, he gives you the old uh, 
what's the comedian that was doing that? Yeah. Or did he get cleared? I don't know. Did he get cleared? Who was the guy that did the pudding I, pops? He was putting date rape in drug girls. I don't know, but the black comedian. But anyway, Jello guy. I, I don't. I don't I don't pay attention to them, but the only reason I know this story is because I used to <clears throat> I used to work work with them, um, you know, and I didn't see any of this this kind of stuff yeah, like, yeah. that was going on as far as like anything, like, you know, whatever. But but anyway, they, they, it was uh, I, I guess like the point of you bringing the whole thing up was that yeah. longevity um, good, longevity good, and and, yeah. and 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 people to accept, you know, people with funds and means to be able to accelerate it because yeah, and then um, if they do that, it helps everybody. You need the richest people to do this in their best interest to save poor people's lives. That's why we have cell phones now, because rich people wanted them. That's how it works. If, we, if the rich people don't get it, the poor people don't get it. Yeah, it's got, it got to start somewhere. I mean, it's only, it's, you know, just like stem cells were, were definitely only available for the richest people initially. And as, as it becomes more, more affordable, as it becomes more adopted and less, less uh, novel. So I, I can't, like, the thing that's so cool to me is, the, the stuff that will change the world, crypto, AI, longevity, biotech, and that's the three top things. That's the three top things in my mind. And I managed to stick them all together, except the AI thing. So how cool is that? We took the best stuff and shoved it together, crypto and medical research. And you're doing, about, you know. What about, what about aliens? We're not, aliens? Gonna, we're not gonna meet aliens. They're too far away. So the world's the think, universe is full of them, but you can only travel at the speed of light, and therefore you'll never meet each other. That's what's up. I think there's. I, I think well, we. Have, I think that they're. I think. I think they have figured out how to get. I mean, we've seen. They, now, now, the, if you I've seen the footage. Like, if you believe you yeah. can just fold space, then fine, whatever. But I'll need more evidence. You know, a couple of blurry videos ain't gonna do it for me. I'm not gonna like rewrite our understanding of physics based on a couple blurry videos, even if the pilots say that they were really good, you know? Yeah. I don't know. Man. I, I, I'm a big believer, but I, you know, well, wait, anyway. look, look, they're letting us die. So look, if there's aliens here, they're watching us die at 80 all the time. So even if they're here, they're not helping me the way I need help. I'm a rotting piece of meat. I need help now. As a matter of fact, I'm a fat rotting piece of meat. So I need more help than most. So aliens, if you're watching, if you're a subscriber, like subscribe, <laughs> you know, use your alien yeah. spacecraft to give me some bonus likes or whatever. And actually, I'm I'm thinking of buying a uh, a monster truck, and wow. I'm gonna get it alien green. So if you want to look up uh, an alien green Mercedes G500, they look so cool. Actually, I shouldn't have told anybody because you rich bastards will buy them all, and then I'll have to buy it from one of you. Yeah, don't run up the price, okay, homies. It's a good thing you don't know where I live. So yeah, I'm gonna buy an alien green. Uh, monster truck it's gonna be so cool <clears throat> you gotta look at these wow. things dude they're they have a better they, every single spec is better than a hummer h1 entry angle exit angle everything horsepower yeah, those, those, those hummers h1 were sick man that's that's why i wanted that they first my first vehicle it's like that <laughs> they look cool they look cool man they look epic they're they're, they're yeah they're sick yeah. um all right richard i'm, I'm gonna, gonna wrap me, it up here man it's my um, pleasure, man. I let's let's uh, let's have some more more chats offline. Sounds good. Uh, I think that's I, actually actually sorry. One, one more thing before. Sure. So what I would like to do, and and like guys in the in the in the comments below, like I think um, there's a lot of other things that like we we care about uh, in this world, and the things that we're trying to address at House of Dow, and I'm I'm, I'm pretty sure Richard, you probably 
have a lot of insight on a lot of things that I care about the most, um, like the education system, like um, the way, and I mean the way that the way that we raise families and children, relationships. Um, the, I, the you'd love the, some of my videos, man. I got a video whole, on the education system, how to solve it. I tell you how to solve politics. I got my old videos, my oldest videos. They're good. The old the 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 my my I guess the way to sum it up is like. I believe that most of the, the stories that we were told when we were growing up were all lies and not, not because they were intentional, but because people didn't know any better. And, uh, and now that we've, we've uh, been able to, we, now we, we just have more information and um, tools and uh, can, can observe the, the way that people have grown up in that system. Um, the result of that, right? We see the majority of people, in this, a lot of, a majority of adults just aren't very happy or passionate about life. They just don't seem like they're enjoying it's because they have shitty job that they hate. And then they, they, they take that hate and aggression from their job back home and then, you know, take it out on their relationships and then those fall apart. And, uh, and it, it just can all be changed. You know, if we, if we completely, uh, innovate on the way that we, that we start from the beginning. And I, this is kind of, um, the whole philosophy about what we're doing, um, at, at house of Dow and the whole, you know, so it's all about innovating on the systems that we that we do, and so I think let's let's chat offline, let's figure out um, let's figure out some topics that that we both have a uh, input on. And I'll give you a good quote: Thoreau, the mass of men lead lives of quiet desperation. That's enough yeah. of the quote. Yeah. It's good yeah. talking to you, man. Keep yeah, on keeping man, on, bro. Too. Yeah, you too, brother. Thanks so much for your time. Thank you, man. Cheers Talk everybody. to you, bro. Bye bye. Ciao. Hey. In case everybody's still here, magically, go to HTTPS colon slash slash pulsechain.com. You only have a day and 12 hours to get your volume rank where you want it to be. And then it transitions over to a flat 1.75x volume, and the rate will be 5% higher each day. Go to t.me forward slash SciVive. Get your free SciVive book. Go to twitter.com forward slash Richard Hart Win. I called the top on the day. A real smart guy to follow. Follow me there. Go to t.me forward slash pulsechain.com. 34,000 people in chat. Come visit. And free coins, free books, free videos. Like, subscribe this channel, youtube.com forward slash Richard Hart. Anything else? I think that's it. Keep it real, guys. Love being a part of the Hexican community. Love being a Hexican.